welcome to episode number 60 of the spoiler cast i'm dan i'm joined here by Allie. only nine where to go until nice <laughs> Vera. hey we're back Yay! and tristan jojo's part five is a thing <laughs> that makes me so happy and we're also back. Yes, we are also yes, back. Yes, we are also back. Time. It's been um, over a year since we've recorded a cast, I believe, or right around a year since it we've has recorded been, a cast. It has been a while. It's been a long time. So it's mm-hmm. been a minute. We're kind of going back to the drawing board. We're going back to a format we did for a long time, the beginning of the, the show. So you we... longtime fans. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Dust off the cobwebs. Here we are. Uh so we're, we've kind of gone back to the drawing board and gone back to a format where we talk about a little bit about what we've been playing in video games. We're going to talk through a news story or two. Um, uh, so today, we're later on today, we're going to talk about uh, the Activision Blizzard layoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Media layoffs, because it's pretty current right now. And then at the end of the episode... The, the end, end of, of the, the episode. episode! We remembered! Yes! We're, <laughs> We're going to spoil something for you, and that game today is going to be um, Far Cry 5. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, a couple of us have played that game. The new expansion just came out. Which neither neither of us have played, no. so that's fantastic. Yeah, How I, timely. I haven't played it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I will. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, the plan right now is to um, do one of these at least once a month for y'all. And schedule it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but curious to hear your feedback. Uh, you know, I'll shamelessly plug. Go on our go on iTunes. Give us five stars or whatever you want to give us. Let us know how you think about this new format. And give me five yeah. cookies. Give me five cookies. <laughs> give me five cookies. Exactly. In fact, never mind. Don't give us five stars. Bring us five cookies. Just yep. me. Only me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Bring Allie five cookies. Mm-hmm. Those of you who have been with us for a while will know we have many times tried to commit to a regular <laughs> upload schedule yeah, yeah. we really mean it this time though no i mean i think that this is within our capabilities and we've gamed out for the next three months yeah, yeah. yeah. i think yeah. that we can commit to this because i mean honestly i mean i've missed you guys and yeah. i miss doing the cast i actually i called dan towards yeah. the beginning of the year it's yeah. like hey let's just do the cast again i miss it it's important it's a it's and it's really is something that we do that I feel very proud of. So I'm happy that we're back and, and that we can launch into this. And it's fun. Also and it's that. fun. It's run, of course. If it's it wasn't so much fun, fun, I would have drive all the way to flipping Paul Ray. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody would. Nobody <laughs> would. Well, and, and even then, we could do this all remotely thanks to the glory that is like Discord. Yeah, but hanging out with you is also fun. Yeah. I like your house a lot. This house doesn't like you, though, Barry. No, it doesn't. Wow. How, it many, does how many times has wow. it attacked your head? Many times. Oh, yeah. Many times. It, it attacks. Is, this, this house has claimed many heads. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Over the over its tenure. Uh-huh. Which, is a, which is a long-ass tenure. <laughs> yes, a it long is. Ass tenure. I'll give you that. Flashback. 200 years ago. <laughs> I say, Martha, I've just come back from the mill and bunk. Ah! Why? Yeah, Why did William Valentine build such low... C- Ceilings and doorways! Curses! <laughs> Ugh! Tristan, but while you're on the mic... Really, this house is more than 200 years yeah, old. It's, yeah. it's old. This house is old AF. <laughs> Tristan, while you're, uh, while, you're, while you're chatting, what have you been playing lately? What have you been, what have you been up to? So, 
I've there's a lot of stuff coming out since the start of this year, and I've been trying to keep ahead of it. So I have been playing uh, Travis Strikes Back: No More Heroes. I've been playing Resident Evil 2 Remake. I have been playing Ace Combat 7. I have been cl- playing the uh, Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. I have been playing the Windjammers HD re-release. <laughs> and when it comes out, I will be playing Devil May Cry 5. Some of these games we may talk about later. Oof. Some of these games we may not. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot but, of cookies. That's impressive as F. I am actually super stuck in Travis Strikes Back, though. Um, what, um, what level are you on, may I ask? Uh, the Golden Dragon uh, races. Mm, I don't think I'm there yet. Gold, Golden Dragon Palace. Uh, it's. I am stuck not on the playthrough levels, but on the fucking required mini game. Ooh. And I'm just like, I I can't shift gears fast enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Suda. I'm trying. I'm sorry to disappoint you, my weird grandpa. <laughs> Is Suda51 your weird grandpa, Allie? I've decided he's, just now he's my weird grandpa. He's Even though he's probably not that grandpa. much older than me. IDK. Can we clear something up real fast? Is it Suda51 or Suda51? Because I've heard it both ways. Okay. So, so sure it's, it's, 51. it's Goichi Suda. Okay. It's his proper name. Okay. Go is five and Ichi is one in Japanese. Ah, okay. So, he, so Suda51 or Suda51 or however you want to pronounce it... It's his handle. Um, I will say, the more I play Travis Strikes Back, the more I wonder, why, oh, why, Suda, why didn't you partner with Devolver? Because you seem to love Devolver. Like, there's a whole level in that game that is basically Hotline Miami. Mm. Really? Through the eyes of Suda51. He does love Hotline Miami. I, I, I read something recently where it's one of his biggest inspirations, actually. Yeah. Miami. Uh, in the first Listen trailer for in the first trailer for Travis Strikes Back, Travis is playing Hotline Miami. That's surprising that he didn't partner with Devolver then, if he likes it so much. Well, I think the big problem is is that uh, Grasshopper Manufacturing, his company, got bought out by I think it was a I think it was Netties, mm. maybe not Netties. But some, some like, mobile game developer, mm. which is why Let It Die became a live service. Hmm. Mm. <sighs> Got it. Live but what, what, what are your thoughts on the game overall? Because I've heard real mixed things leaning towards the negative on this one. So Travis Strikes Back, here's the thing, is that Travis Strikes Back is very much a return to old-style Suda. Like, it's the first game he's actually had, like, full directive control. Since, I think, the first No More Heroes. Really? Yeah. Like, every other game that has his name on it after that, he's been, like, creative director or associate director or executive director or... Like, other people have had their hands in it. That was one of the big problems with uh, Shadows of the Damned, was that Suda had a very small influence on that game. And they were partnered with, I think it was Activision... So the EA or Activision for that game. And the, and the publisher had a lot of influence and changed a lot of stuff afterwards. Hmm. Like, if, you, if you've played Killer7 and the original No More Heroes, they're not as wacky as a lot of stuff that has Suda's name on it. Like, the original No More Heroes is actually really dark. 
And it's like, no, the sort of person who would spend their time becoming a professional assassin is someone who's like actually really fucked up in their head. And everyone they fight, all the other senses are other people who are also like equally fucked up. But everything after this is like, oh, it's Suda 51. It's wacky and crazy and meta commentary. So <laughs> Travis Strikes Back is kind of the first thing we've had that is like pure Suda for a while. So what was that? Why is it taking so long for him to have the pure creative control again? Because I think other companies, other people in the company have been like, no, no, we have to kind of rein him in. Mm. But we can use his name to sell shit. Hmm. Mm. But, but but Travis Strikes Back being a small like digital only like sort of side project. Mm-hmm. It's not. I digital. think you. Sorry, I just wanted. Is to there inter- a physical copy of Travis yes, Strikes Back? Yes, uh, my boyfriend has one. He pre-ordered oh. it. Huh. <laughs> I've never actually seen a physical copy in the wild. But I, I think what you're going for though is like indie, like a yeah, more it's, it's a it's released. a smaller side project. Yeah. And I think he was able to sort of argue his way of, here, let me have this. And we can use this to gauge if people want to know more Heroes 3. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh let me God, have full really creative control. But, I really hope we get it. Wait no a second. Wasn't No More Heroes 1 a giant financial success, though? Oh, uh, 1 and 2 were both, like, one of the most popular titles on the Wii. So I guess that's one of the reasons why I don't... I mean, your thesis makes sense if he had a bomb... <laughs> Like, between this, but, like, one thing that doesn't necessarily... Well, no, no, here's the thing, though, is that, apart from No More Heroes 1 and 2, everything else was kind of middling to okay sales. Like, he didn't put out, like, any AAA blockbusters here. Um, Aside from No More Heroes. Right. And and even then, in Killer 7, which is probably his best game, like, No More Heroes is really good, but Killer 7 is... Probably, like, just hands down, like, his most creative game he's come up with. Um, was very much a sleeper hit. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's, like, he didn't... So, he... I guess what I'm a little confused about with his arc is that... They, so, he he finally makes a uh, hit, which is No More Heroes. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have full creative control of No More Heroes too, but he's still very involved in it, correct? Yeah. And then that does very well. So, I guess then the question is, like, why rein him in at, when he's on a heater? Because... Right. <laughs> because you have to no no because you have to remember this is the games industry. This is an industry that never ever learns from its fucking mistakes. I mean, yeah, I mean Ko, like Kojima was kicked to the curb by Kodabi, so like I could I could buy stupidity. Yeah. I could I could and, buy stupidity. Sure. And other people were like, "No, no, no, his name will sell." Yeah. So we will have him in on things. Nudge, nudge, but we're going to try and push his stuff towards more mainstream audiences. Did he do Lollipop Chainsaw? He worked yes. on that with James Gunn, yeah, and um, yep. Keller is Dead, which I yep. actually never played. I actually really like Lollipop Chainsaw. I watched the videos of its story. It looked fun as heck. Yeah, yeah I mean, so it was, it was like, pretty tongue-in-cheek and fun as hell, and, like, yes, this, this male character is being literally objectified because he is a literal object attached to her hip. Yeah, zombies. I mean, it still like has its issues because Mm -hmm. you know it's a schlocky B movie, or rather B video game about (laughs) a sexy cheerleader killing zombies. But it's fun enough. Yeah, I mean, it's two smart people collaborated to make something like that. So yeah, Yeah. again, I've heard I 
from what I've seen of it and from what you're saying, but it matches up for what you're saying. So yeah, yeah. It, basically, what it was is that we had Killer Seven and No More Heroes, which were like pure Suda. But then, like everything after that wasn't pure Suda. Hmm. It was cut and diluted. Uh, uh, it's like a Shadows energy, of the Dam, pure energy source or something. <laughs> well, no, Shadows of the Dam is <laughs> the probably the most energy diluted source of Suda <laughs> in the land. So, only the but now finest we have, vintage. But, but now we have Travis Strikes Back, which is again pure Suda. Mm. And Kill, Travis Strikes Back is very much like if you want to learn what kind of what kind of a person Suda Five One is, play Travis Strikes Back because it's basically like pure like undiluted train of thought from Suda talking about video games, huh? Like, like it's it's kind of hard to tell what is a comment, like what parts of this are a commentary, and what are what are intentional and what are unintentional, because it blends together kind of so well, huh? Um, in terms of gameplay, it is closest to like like a Streets of Rage, like a or a Transistor, mm. like like a skill based sort of beat 'em up. Yeah. I'd, say, it I'd has... say it's more of a beat 'em up than Transistor because Transistor you can at least take things more methodically because yeah, reason... it still has a slight turn-based element to it. Yeah, the reason I bring up Transistor mainly is because of the chip moves mm. and the different sort of abilities that you can unlock and equip to different mm. players. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I will also say that uh, Travis Strikes Back is much better in co-op because it has it super baked in. Like, huh. like two player, like side by side co op is super baked into that game. That's and, good to hear. And vastly improves it. Is it is it split screen co op? No, same screen co op. Same screen. Interesting. Yeah. Like I can literally grab my switch, mm-hmm. put it down on its little stand, hand you one Joy Con, hand me the other Joy Con, and we can play. Nice, but it's just still designed to just like you know you you and your friend are hanging out and you yeah. play this game. Yeah, That's which sweet. is what the switch is best for. No, I mean, like, that's also something that I'm really, really happy that, like, people are supporting again. Because, like, I mean, freaking the last Halo didn't even have, like, you could have yep. couch co-op. I mean, Nintendo's been really good about that, though, yeah. to be fair, with the Switch. Like, a lot of a lot of games are, are getting back to the, the local co-op thing. Mm-hmm. Which I is smart. Nintendo gives people what we want. <laughs> oh, right. Allie? I was going to say, something I've been playing recently on that train, which is, like, it's kind of funny because in my house in the same week that Travis uh, Strikes Back came out, in that same week I remembered that the Twiwi remake exists, and mm-hmm. that has a co-op now. And yes, it does. We have yet to try it, but I'm really excited to try it, especially because Twiwi, like, as it plays in single player, you use just one Joy-Con to play with. Mm-hmm. Which at first I was kind of bummed that you couldn't use the Pro Controller because I really like the Pro Controller. But it, it plays pretty well with the Joy-Con, and I just kind of have to get myself in the mindset of, oh yeah, I remember loving the Wiimote when I played on the Wii. <laughs> it's just the Wiimote without the nunchuck. It's yeah. fine. Or or in this case, like the one analog stick, stick of the old 3DS. Yeah. But uh, uh, for those of you Twi-Wi who... For... Remake, it's really good, and I yeah. feel like maybe it's just because I'm coming back to Twiwi since, like, I first picked it up in, like, 2010 oh my God, or whatever, ago. 2009, 2010, 
I feel like the learning curve on that is not nearly as steep as it was when I first played it. Oh, no, no. Especially compared to modern stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was gonna Tweewee ask. Yeah, oh, is Tweewee. the, the world <laughs> the ends the with you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was interested in this. Is, I didn't even. What the world's what? I didn't the world what you're ends with the you. The world ends with you. The world ends with you. Is Tweewee. Some people say Tweewee, but I say Tweewee. What is this? Um, so it was, so uh, you know how Kingdom Hearts here. is really silly. I've never played Kingdom Hearts. Okay, well, Kingdom oh, Hearts is really silly. <laughs> Uh, imagine a RPG rhythm imagine. game-ish done by the same silly man that made Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so so imagine, imagine a JRPG crossed with Elite Beat Agents done by Nomura, who did Kingdom Hearts. You know, I don't think I would have a lot of fun with that game. With music and rhythm being a, <laughs> being a big part of it. Like, I can't even DDR, man. <laughs> oh, I used to DDR hardcore. No, I mean, well, I mean no I mean, disrespect not, not to the DDR. Well, it's just, I, yeah. it's, I'm bad at it. Well, we're, we're not uh, talking there's like... A whole, there's a whole difference between, like, rhythm game with your feet and rhythm game mm-hmm. with your hands. Uh, yeah, it's fair. It, and it's even like, then... And even okay, then, it's the rhythm game it, light. I only say rhythm game because there's yeah. a lot of, like, musical elements to it, but it's mm-hmm. not like, press this button to get the good score. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, the world ends with you is not like Persona dancing all night. Yeah, this this feels like a game I would absolutely die for. Mm. I should probably check this a, one out. Do you, you own a Switch, Dan? Buy Tweewee. Buy Tweewee right do, now. I do, and I have like everybody knows I'm a huge Nintendo Switch head. So like for my birthday and Christmas, I got a whole crap load of Nintendo Switch gift cards. So I have tons of money. There you uh, go. Get Tweewee. It's like probably thirty bucks. All right. Yeah, I'll have to do yeah. that. You're saying you're saying music driven music driven games are some of my absolute favorites. Like well, a um, lot of it is like the yeah. aesthetic of it, so it's like yeah. all set in Shibuya, mm-hmm. and think like Shibuya! mid think like mid aughts graffiti art. Oh, cool! And hip hop. Wow, it's, it's oh, really yeah, fucking good. This, I, think. I think I'll enjoy this. What's the raddest word of Tokyo? Shibuya. Anyways, <laughs> what are you playing, Dan? Yeah, getting <laughs> us back on track. The one thing I haven't been playing but want to be playing is the re-release of the first um, Katamari Damacy. Katamari oh. Damacy re-rolled. Which I have played playing. I Woo. played that too. Yeah. Woo. Um, yep. so, so, yeah, so you've played it, Dan? I did. I beat it. Is it um, good? It is it's everything the first you Katamari being, basically. Yeah. So high as fuck and a lot of fun? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah. Right. What Kata- else have you been playing? Katamari Damacy... Uh, Full disclosure is like probably in my top five games of all time. Oh, of course. And this is basically just a recapturing of that magic with like slightly up-res Oh, it's graphics. beautiful. It looks it's so good. gorgeous. Yeah. Well, and the best part, I think the best part is that they've taken the extra processing power to do things like fully upscale the, like, like in the first level when you're going around the, the room, there's a TV in the room that's focused on you. In the remake, it has full graphical fidelity. Mm-hmm. It is picture in picture the whole way through, yeah. and it's great. That's awesome. The thing that I'm I'm happiest about though is I for I I think with Katamari and a couple other games I've played recently have really taught me that I, my I my person I have a lot of I gravitate towards things with music that I really relate mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So like if the music's good, like automatically the game is like. 
I don't know, if it's a scale of one to ten, my review score is like practically two to three points higher, just if it has good music. That's that, fair. That fits with the with the game. Like that, that's I think that's how important that is to me. And Katamari Damacy is probably my favorite soundtrack of oh all time God, in the game. It's so good. Just whatever you do, do not listen to the Katamari Damacy soundtrack while driving. No. <laughs> that is how you run into hydrants because you because it's smaller than you. Uh-oh. It's natural. You should pick it up. <laughs> that hydrant is not as big as you are. Pick it up. Roll into it. No, 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 But uh, I recently picked up Super Meat Boy on the Switch. Ooh. And was disappointed to find that the music had run out of its license. Oh, no. And they oh. used different music. And it totally ruined, like, the experience for me because it wasn't what I was used to. But I'm... Happy to report that Katamari Reroll or Rerolled has all of the original soundtrack. Yeah. So if you're worried in this age where, you know, e- even games like GTA V, right, that's been out for a long time and doesn't have all the music it used to because they've literally run out of their music licensing rights while the game was Whoa. popular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well in, in anime news, uh, Netflix is getting Evangelion. Uh-huh. Yes. Like the old Evangelion. The problem, though, is that the contract has run out with the original voice actors. Mm-hmm. What? So Netflix to do the English voice acting has to get a whole new cast mm-hmm. to redub Evangelion in English. That sucks. But I, I can just watch that. it with dubs, right? You can still watch it with subs. I mean, with subs, yeah. Well, like that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Like I can still the I, the Japanese cast. The is Japanese still there, act right? cast is still because Jap- Japan actually cares about voice actors <laughs> and like royalties and stuff like that. Yeah, the original Japanese uh, dialogue is still there. But oh. for the English dub, they have to get a whole new cast of actors to redub it. Yeah, I mean that sucks for the original American actors, and I do not support that labor practice. But on the flip side, I think maybe that'll be we might get a better quality dub this time. That's Is what people are hoping. Congratulations! 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 Which makes me so sad because the power behind that scene is like just absolutely amazing and tear-jerking and i'm not going to turn this into a thing where i talk about evangelion for an hour because i will do that if no one stops me hey, oh Alec, god people Alec, will do that you know what i was very excited when netflix is going to it because i've actually never seen evangelion not either have I. well also well here's the thing though here's the thing though is that there are a lot of people who haven't seen original ava yeah. because for the last like eight years it wasn't available on any streaming services at all yeah, it's really hard uh, there to were find. Like, there were, like, no Blu-rays. The original DVDs were super out of print. There's like, no way you could watch original Ava. And we've had the rebuilds, but Gynax has been super, like, taking their time, um, inconsistent, and very inconsistent with the releasing of the rebuilds. Right. So, for and the I, last, like, eight to ten years... I literally just want to see the original so I yeah. can know what's, uh, what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, and for, like, the last <laughs> eight to ten years, there was, like, no way for you to legitimately do that. Well, well that's, that's part all of about why. to change. Well, Actually, maybe Dan and I could do a live stream of watching Evangelion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be great. Actually be uh, spoilers. Think... Spoilers. It, stuff does not get as weird as fast in the series as you think it does. Oh, okay. I mean, we're fine with it. I really, I really do think that. I think there is great value in a series where Bear and I watch weird ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ooh, things. ooh, Allie, I agree. Allie, yeah. <laughs> and then Allie. I'm Tristan, Allie, talk to Ed. Yeah. Allie, what old Bones series should we get them to watch? Wolf's Rain. 
Yeah, we should get I them to watch Wolf's Raid. Dogs with me. Right. Yes, I, we I, I was to watch highly Wolf's confused Raid. when I saw that on Cartoon Network. I was like, so wait, are they like humans, but they look like wolves? And like, they're like, and they my are buddy Chris was like, yeah. Worked, and I was like, they are wolves who have evolved Wolf's to Raid. disguise themselves. We were dropping off my sister for her first year of college at oh, UC no. Santa Cruz. And I had my laptop in the car with me, and I had, like, a DVD of Wolf's Reign. And I don't remember if it was, like, the middle of the season or the end of the season, but I just remember crying because my sister was going to college, and I wouldn't see her until, like, Christmas. Yep. And because of Wolf's Reign. And my mom is like, are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Wolf's Reign is so depressing. Wow. It's one of those series where it's like, like you get to like episode like twenty two out of twenty four, you get the feeling they're like, "Well, we finished the main storyline, but we've got all these characters left alive. We should do something about that. <laughs> we should fix that problem. We should fix that problem." <laughs> and it was like, "No, no, go boy. Your story was so sad. Right, you well. only met the best. No." This is quickly turning into the anime <laughs> podcast again. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's 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 a okay. We it's been over a year. We need to we need to get the let out. So so Dad, anything else that you want to talk about Plague before we go to the lovely and wonderful alley? Um No. I have plenty I have plenty I've played, but we'd be here all night if I because it's been yeah. a year and a half. And even, <laughs> honestly, even even The even, train the train isn't even remotely close to the rails at this point. <laughs> right, right. Even even if I went through like stuff I played recently, it's just a lot. Uh, we'll we'll cover it in future episodes as I get learn in more information. Future episodes, thank you, Tris. Now, Allie, other than twee twee wee twee woo what have you been twee wee? What have you been playing? Um, so let's see, twee wee. I played the Katamari uh, remake. Excellent. Uh, Overwatch as always because I can't get enough of it. I am mm. definitely not watching Overwatch League right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, uh, I wrote a list and then I left the list in my coat pocket in the coat closet and I can't bother to get it. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3! Yay! Yep. I got it for Valentine's Day and I've just been playing the crap out of it. And uh, I've also that's been awesome. That, that's a very That's a very weird... Valentine's impression. Here you go, honey. I won't see you for two months. I mean, I I asked him for it. He was like, "Any? Do you have any like ideas that I should work with for Valentine's Day? Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> you, you sure? I I have some ideas. Kingdom Hearts three. I mean, it was the Kingdom Hearts. And then and then you turned on the game and it said Kingdom Hearts two point nine and you're like, and I wanted I've to been fucking ripped scream. off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to um, be fair, for like Valentine's Day, my thing it was the day before. I mean, actual day I got her cooking stuff and some and Thai food. But the day before, Shane and I went to see Happy Death Day 2, which oh, is nice. not as good as Happy Death Day 1. Uh, like, it's fine. No, I, I mean, one's really good. One's it's amazing. really good. Yeah. One it's, is it's really, really good. Slasher Groundhog Day. Yeah. Two is fine, but it just isn't as good. And one of the reasons why is that one was written by a veteran comic book writer. Uh, and two, they the director also tr- tried writing it. And it's like, it's okay, mm. but it's just... And, like, the main actress is still fantastic, but it's not one. Um, so okay. it was a bomb. But let's see, meanwhile, everyone else. Um, meanwhile, I, everyone else on this cast has significant uh, others. I it's wrote fine. It down and I'm forgetting it. Um, Sorry, Tris. Mm, As you know, anytime like, you want me to show you the Tinder magic, I will. 
Oh God! Please let's not talk about Tristan's lack of love life again. It's too depressing. We'll lose. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. I'm just gonna slink off to my dark corner and just. Allie, yeah, this so is why see. if we didn't have significant others, I might oh, marry um, you. Crawling in my skin. One of PlayStation's free games for February was the 2016 Hitman, so I've been playing that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it what good? are your thoughts? It's really good. Um, I want to be the best, the very best bald boy at stealth, and I'm very bad at it, and I usually yeah. end up killing a lot of people on accident. You want to be the very best... Like, no one ever was. I want to be really good at murdering only one to four specific people, not everybody <laughs> who walks in on me when I'm not allowed yeah. in that room. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Oh, God, please go away. And it's then like I how snap I play, the next. That's uh, like how I played the Deus Ex games or any other stealth <laughs> action game. Is Okay, I'm I mean, doing really good stealth. Yeah. Triple alarm. <gasps> Fuck! Okay, everything goes out the window. Headshots all around. It's so interesting because, like, I played a lot. I mean, I played a lot of Metal Gear, Dishonored, mm-hmm. and the way that Hitman does stealth is really different. And I really yes, like it. Yes, it is. I think it's actually out of. If you had to compare, like, those three series, I think out of those three Metal Gear, Hitman, and Dishonored, Hitman's the most difficult in really? terms of trying what, to be why? A, a good stealth no, boy. Yeah. Because there are a lot of little ways that you can screw up. Um, yep. But it's also like- really cool because there's also lots of ways you can come at your and problems and solve them. Mm-hmm. The thing I appreciated about I, so I only played like the tutorial level of Hitman one, and you're inspired me to get into this one again too because I do own the original that 2016 one. I played the boat level. I think it's the training one where it's mm-hmm. like a yeah just, whatever. It's like a it's like in a warehouse. Um, but. The thing I find interesting about it, at least that one is you can it's sort of like hide in plain sight like you can just sort of it's it do, it felt like it did stealth a little differently like it's not like you're a guy that people are looking for yeah at least in that level does that does that change at all or is it always the case where you can I mean that come, really yeah. only changes if you compromise a disguise that you're wearing so right. like say I had a mission I was playing where I screwed up and I didn't I knocked a guy unconscious but it was really loud so that's the thing is there's little details like if you go up behind someone and knock them out it's not as noisy as approaching somebody from the front and knocking them out because usually if you do that you're going to get into fisticuffs with them so i didn't have time to hide him so i instead went and hid myself he got woken up by a guard and said hey this guy attacked me he's dressed up like somebody in a lab coat but he doesn't look like any of the other scientist employees i've seen around here so now that costume is compromised i can't go grab another lab coat and try to pretend to be a scientist Uh i have really screwed that up that's awesome (laughs) i did not realize it got that deep so i restarted that level for like the sixth time (laughs) yep that's really cool npcs are more intelligent in a hitman game typically Except for the fact that, hey, there's this weird bald guy running around who I've seen in a lab coat, a chef's outfit, <laughs> yeah, and a, a tuxedo. Outfit. And a chicken outfit. You guys <laughs> may want to look into that. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm looking forward to finishing it and then possibly playing the second one because I know the second one just came out and they did it as like 
a full game as opposed to the weird like episodic thing that they did. Right. And speaking of episodic things, I've been playing Life is Strange season two. There you go. Oh. It's very good. I've cried a lot. Is it really gay? Uh, not <laughs> yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, it's about, it, it's about two give brothers. Give it time. So... Oh. oh, so it's not a continue on in the original one. Then. No, there are like little nods to the original, but they're trying really hard to not say yes or no to the, any particular ending in the first game. Well, that's kind of the problem with these episodic games, is that if you make a sequel, you have to have, like, realistically, one canon ending. Nah, I mean, eh. Eh. The, the way that they approach it, I think, is a lot better than most games have done the whole let's acknowledge the fact that your game could end in any, any way. Looking at you, uh, Telltale. I was gonna say, looking at you, Mass Effect. Yeah. But, um, it is really cool because if you played um, the oh god I'm forgetting the name of it but it's like the marvelous adventures or something of Captain Spirit that came out last summer there's a big connection to that in Life is Strange 2 it feels like everyone forgot about that well they better not because it's really important yeah so at E3 last year? E3 last year yeah yeah uh, they showed off kind of like a side story to Life is Strange. Right. That was focused around a kid's imagination. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And they just and dropped it, came it for out. free. They're like, it's out now. Yeah, and they dropped it for free, and no one talked about it after it came out. Huh. Yeah. No fooling. It is, it is really super relevant to Life is Strange 2, though. I really mm-hmm. recommend playing that first before you play Life is Strange 2. <laughs> If only it were a battle royale, maybe yeah. people would talk about it. Because yeah, that's, that's what, what the playing. kids want these days. The kids are into battle royales and Satan. Kids these days are down with the devil. Battle I royale Tetris really frustrates me that the 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 game industry at the. I mean, there's a lot of really good games that are out, but like, yeah, there's a lot of toxic similarity that is happening that is just fucking stupid. That's because the game industry can't do anything original anymore. It's all chasing trends. Yes. Um, Bear, have you been playing anything at all? So I've actually, the main thing that I've been playing is, uh, or was playing, is the game we're going to talk about when we spoil it, which is Far Cry 5. Um, So I'll actually be able to talk with authority on a video game for once in this cast. But before that, I was playing through Fallout 4. I will get back to it and finish it. You know, it was, you know, it's... It's like any Bethesda game. It's fun. It's open. It was enjoyable. and uh, But, you know, at the same time, it, at least for me, the Bethesda games have, don't necessarily always grab me in terms of, like, I must finish the story necessarily. Yep. Um, was, They're more about the ambient stuff that happens around it. Or exactly. The, the other the side stories. Although, Fallout 4 to me, I felt the side stories were a bit lacking. But it was more about exploring the world. For yeah. me, at Fallout 4. No, I actually was oh. weird. For Fallout, when I was playing Fallout 4, so I missed seeing the, uh, so I totally missed finding Concord in the very beginning. Uh. And so I actually, like, went out and, like, found the Forge and all this other crazy stuff until I eventually, um, fill me up too, my friend, with that strawberry soda. Um, <laughs> it's actually strawberry soda, gentlemen. This cast brought to you by strawberry soda. And Fanta. When you need your soda the strawberryest. Well, Try see, strawberry soda. 
Now but, that you're talking about Fallout 4, I feel like you guys should be drinking Moxie, even though Moxie tastes like oh, ass. Yes. I love Moxie so much. Moxie tastes uh, like ass. It is the best tasting ass. My, <laughs> my, my uncle is a, a Moxie diehard, and it yes. is the strangest thing. <laughs> I, I, I chew up a Moxie diehard. Uh, so but but anyway, to just to finish like a year and a half ago, and I was like, why do people bother to drink this? Because it's great. That's why. I'll just call you Papa Bear from now on. Yeah, why is the Yankees fan here the only person who likes Moxie? This is that question. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, to, to finish, like, so I was playing four, and I did a lot of side stuff and got power armor. And then, so then once I'm like booted up to the nines with power armor, I stumble into Concord again. And at that point, I just, I eviscerate everything, mm-hmm. but I'd been like, oh, this is fun, but, like, I'm not really getting as big of a compelling story, and then I was like, oh, wait, if I'd gone to Concord right from the, uh, right from my, uh, right, vault. right from the vaults, I think I would have been sucked more into right. the story faster. Yeah. And then I've been following that, and essentially the thing that why I got stopped playing it as much was is that, A, I finally got, um, Overwatch, and I got oh. sucked into that because mm-hmm. Overwatch is great. Um, and also just like a long trek in power armor, just like killing dudes because I refuse to fast travel. Because um, nice. like I feel like the point in those games is to just experience the world. Yep. Also, and... there's another colony that needs your help. Yeah, so that I haven't gotten to that part. Preston, yet. shut up, Preston. Preston's my boy. Don't 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 mess with him. Uh, but yeah, no. Um. Uh, but then I played actually a decent amount of Overwatch and. Nobody here has it on the 360, do they? Nope. Nope. I'm not the 360 Xbox One, which sucks. Um, I have it on everything but. Ah, <laughs> really, really sucks. Join us, Barra. Join us have... on the console that has good exclusives. Well, Overwatch is no exclusive. Well, no, so, so have you heard? So there's a rumor going around that Microsoft is looking to partner with Nintendo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And have a whole bunch of Microsoft exclusives and Game Pass functionality yeah. on the Switch. And Halo on the Switch. Yeah. Because <laughs> how's that exclusivity going for you, Microsoft? Oh, what's that? You have basically zero exclusive games that people actually want to play. <clears throat> well, it's just well, been a while ooh. since they released a Halo. That's the problem. Well, I, I, well, I think Sea of Thieves has started to turn itself around too. But. It, I forgot so that see, game existed. So what Sea of game? Thieves. Has started to turn itself around, but it's player. It's like um, uh, uh, no, no Man's Sky is that all the player base has left that game. Mm. Sorry, Ali, you were gonna say something. Oh, I was just gonna say um, I wanna I wanna find uh, where I read about this, but I was hearing a thing about how supposedly. Since Microsoft basically ditched Scalebound, the rumor is now that Platinum has picked up Scalebound and it's going to be released on the Switch made by Platinum. Yeah. Oh, nice. Interesting. Dragon, Dragon and Headphones Boy, the game. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank the, you, Platinum. Well, the one other thing is that I would like to talk about is that, again, finally getting Overwatch was, I mean, yes, it's great. There's a reason why mean? it's like the esports one. Yeah, it's, who's your man? Uh, I Soldier seventy six. I was gonna say, uh, I hope it's Reinhardt, Reinhardt, Reinhardt. Ooh, I mean, glittering I fi- prizes. I mean, I I finally started like when I finally started using it. A uh, Reinhardt is a lot of fun to play with, but I don't know seventy six just 
works pretty easily for me because you're basically playing Master Chief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, oh my god, you're right. No, it's like it's, it's Master Chief. It's yeah. Master Chief. Uh, <laughs> and I'm playing with on a 360, so it's just like, oh, it's the Chief. Blow yeah. shit oh up. Oh my god, that's so cute, Barra. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm over here as a Junkrat main, just be like, explosions are pretty! Boof! Oh, Happy yeah. birthday! What's your main, Allie? I'm not a support main at all! <laughs> I'm Please not a girl who plays support! Please tell me you're well, an aggressive mercy. Looking at your new, um, if I may promote your death blossoms. Yes, please. Um, looking at the new new website today, which looks amazing, as we were discussing. Uh, Thank you. My it, teammate's uh, boyfriend uh, designed it. Andy's amazing. We love him. Yeah. I, I looked up his work because I saw who did the website at the bottom, and it's awesome. <laughs> I, will um, pass, I will pass that along. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but who do you mate on your team, then? Uh, okay, well, I definitely started out as a Mercy main because I was like, wow, I'm bad at shooting the things. Let me I heal love- you. It, but, you know, it takes a lot of skill to be good at Mercy. Yeah, isn't that your main, Dan? <laughs> uh, it was one of the, my favorite characters to play as, especially when you get into the nuance of, of Mercy. Mercy yeah. and... I play a lot of support in these games. Yeah. Um, Mercy but- and Lucio. Nice. Mercy, Lucio, and my, like, main main now is Moira ever since she came out because I love that lesbian science witch. <laughs> oh, she okay. she evil. Oh, Moira? Yeah, she evil. Moira is just <laughs> overpowered. Although, speaking of the other ones who I've actually started playing it as is them, uh, that, that lady with the, with the, with the rifle. Um, oh, the one uh, who tells Ash? Anna. Yeah, with Ash. The robot. Oh. Yeah. Ash with the robot. No, like... She's like it's like a battle rifle in Halo. She's like boom, boom, boom. Like even th- <laughs> the lady with the rifle. Oh, you mean Widowmaker? No, the other lady with the rifle. Oh, you mean Anna? No, the other la- other lady with the rifle. And I said. Oh, you mean Ash? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. No, but I mean, like, when, I mean, I would think I would normally like Widowmaker. It's just it's I, I'm not as that good of a shot, unfortunately. Yeah. Spoilers. I need, like, a follow up. Someone on the Blizzard development team has a thing for ladies. Who are snipers with ponytails? I guess you're right. If um, they're still ahem, there, Rogue in Diablo oh, One, ahem, Amazon in Diablo Two, ahem, Nova in Starcraft, ahem, Widowmaker in <laughs> Overwatch. Ahem. But but they might great... be fired at this point. So this right, maybe the last this, ponytail this, we yeah, see this, in the entire game. This is a great segue. Yes, it's a great segue. Let's let's it. go. Let's do the segue. New so, segment wait. time. I'll come up with a cool, like, little thing. I'll do, I'll do this, people... I'll do this. That's my drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Barrett, yeah. why don't you lead us off? Oh, So, Blizzard Activision posted record profits this year, but or in their most recent report, but it was not did not meet their targets, so they then laid off about 600 employees. 800. Most of which, what is 800. Hundreds of employees. 800 employees. They lay them off. And, uh, yeah, meanwhile, Bobby Kotick still makes a ton, sh- yeah, ton yeah. of money. Um, I'm with Jim Sterling. It's time to fire Bobby Kotick. Fire Bobby Kotick. Also, they hired, what, a new CFO who gets, like, a $1.5 million <laughs> signing bonus? No, there's a $15 million signing $15 million, $15 million, $1.5 signing million bonus? would be not stupid. No, no way. Yeah, but, yes, even $15 million is stupid, but definitely not $1.5 million. Yep. Yeah, 15, yeah it's, but, but essentially, this was a... Uh, 
But yeah, this was a this was a layoff that was once again happening in a profitable company, but it was based off of them like not meeting their targets and such. So it then you know puts in like and then well, the well they're not meeting ludicrous targets set by shareholders who expect infinite growth. When the number of people who will buy your game and the amount of money those people have is finite. Right. And I mean, it's and the other thing is that the growth has been made by this, basically, the loot box service mm-hmm. economy, which is toxic in and of itself. And, and it's also ironic that a lot of those employees were for Blizzard because Blizzard created this loot box tra- yeah. craze with Overwatch by implementing it in such a way that, like, really gave people buy-in. Because A, it's addictive. B, it's something that, like, you know, you could... But it's also done such a way where I don't think if Overwatch's loot boxes didn't at least have the appearance of fairness, they would have taken off the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, you're not playing to win. You could, like, just keep your normal skins however you want. And then later on, they responded to criticism and be like, oh, and you could get enough money stuff from your, like, as you level right. to buy any skin you want eventually. But we're um, not going to bring up the fact that the money you gain is basically inconsequential every single match, and the game is very much designed to drive you towards, no, you have to have the latest skins. Look yeah. at this skin. You want that skin. Other people have that skin. If you don't have that skin, you're not as good as these other people. Oh, I'm not saying it's not unfair and it's an insidious gambling economy and go-go European regulators. Right. What I'm saying is, is that... Comparatively... And, but also, I feel like people have tried to do this before Blizzard, and they basically made it so it felt like playing to win, or it felt like there was no way ever you mm-hmm. could earn it. And I feel that Blizzard's trick was actually to make the loot uh, to make the loot boxes, to make the skins things that, like, if you wanted to just be stubborn and never give the money, you could do that. And I think that that's actually, and similarly, also that's the same thing with Hearthstone. You don't actually have to pay in in, in as much. It's just like. Because you could just grind it out the old-fashioned way, and this in is a before, separate in before Hearthstone is actually slowly di- slowly dying. Well, that's because magic is. Uh, that's because we have Arena now, yeah. and magic was like, hmm, how do we put the Hearthstone model? And again, make something where it's perfectly fair to just grind it out if you put in the hours to get to it. But it again makes more sense. It's easy for, but uh, a it allows whales to just dump their money in there, and b it makes it so like you work up, like oh maybe just a little bit, just a taste of like of just uh, of juicing yourself up, and you also don't get that guilt of like oh I played to win because like you're not that's it you're 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 not per se. This is also, however, because Blizzard is now inexorably tied to Activision. Yeah. This is also the company that now has Black Ops Four. A $60 game with a $50 battle pass with a uh, season, uh, $50 season pass with a battle pass of multiple tiers with in-game transactions and now loot boxes. I just look at the whole thing. Hashtag fuck Activision, fuck EA, burn them to the ground. Dead. Never mind. I, I don't even know what else to say. No, no. Yeah, no we no, need no. we need another gaming crash. We need a crash that will take out EA, Activision, and to a lesser extent Ubisoft. Because I will get to Ubisoft in a moment. <laughs> but the issue is to fucking wipe them out well, because I, they are a cancer on gaming. So I'll so alternative view here. Like I so 
I think that what they're doing is <laughs> awful. However, they are making a shit ton of money, and while making a shit ton of money, they're exploiting their workers, as the game industry always has done. And yes. I think it's, I mean, I actually think a number of these issues would be fucking solved if you actually had strong unions yeah. in the game industry yeah. like yes. you do in the entertainment industry. In the Not just industry. the game industry, guys. If we had strong unions here in the United States against, say, corporate wackiness because the corporation has more protection than a standard American does. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, rise up, you fucking sheep! Yeah, <clears throat> no. Please, organize your workplace. It's made by so much yeah. better. Uh, yeah. But but it's but the game industry in many ways is like, it's egregious. Like, they, because you're It's deal- awful. Because you are dealing with something that a wants to be movies and is in, and is can you do correctly can see that like the other main entertainment thing like is highly unionized and that works great on many mm-hmm. different levels, but it's also pretty much done with incredibly exploitative work policies, um, like not just unpaid overtime but like unpaid overtime to the insane to insane right. like degrees like working 60, 60, 80 hour weeks and I, I, I with, think- no with, <laughs> with no job security with no job security. And just slide it in. I've had a lot to drink tonight, folks. Forgive me. Uh, just sliding in here. Um, no job security from a from a corporation that demands loyalty and gives none back. But this is also a a a job market that has historically and always been fucking awful. Oh yeah, no. The thing is, is that like the cycles of the game industry in and of itself have a long time in bed. It's just, I think the main reason why people are finally noticing it with the Activision layoffs is that it's like the specter of a company like Activision making all of this profit and then laying people off when they're just when they have when their profits have been ballooning just because they're not ballooning as much. And again, if those employees were unionized, like a union yeah. cannot stop cannot stop layoffs per se. But it can help to mitigate it. it can it severance package it? Can make it less attractive to lay people off. And I feel like with facing layoffs at that many people, you probably would have gotten a strike um, because that's ridiculous. It's a absolutely ridiculous thing that they that they did. And it's only because they don't have employees at the bargaining table that they were able to pull that off. Um, but sorry, Dan, the, we, we've been talking. Uh, you should say things. Allie, did you have anything to say? Yes, Allie. Ali is coming from us remotely, so it's we're no, all sitting in a room <clears throat> yelling. I keep thinking of this really great um, PC Gamer article headline that uh, my boyfriend pointed out to me. Hold on. Let me, I mean, say what you will about PC Gamer. but it's, I didn't know they still existed. Ubisoft reports strong profits doesn't fire 800 people. <laughs> <laughs> Which there are people going... Excuse me, PC gamer. You don't know the difference between profits and revenue in the comments and screaming about filthy casuals causing the next gaming crash. So you know, wonderful. The comment yeah. section of any news website aside, I'm just gonna chime in and say, please unionize your workers. Please. <laughs> please. Be- the thing that I don't understand is that we have unions for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could talk all day, especially I know you, Barra, about how there is such a scare tactic about the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, the evil union's gonna wreck my capitalism and whatnot. But what I don't understand is we have unions for so many different things, including different forms of media and art. Mm-hmm. Why are games not included in this? 
I think I have actually two words for you on this alley, at least my thesis. Are you guys okay. ready for this? Uh-huh. Hit Go. me with it. Three, two, one. Tech bros. It is tech like bros. because it is unfortunately still tied with a lot of tech culture mm-hmm. and a lot of tech culture is getting wise to this as well that like that about this myth but there is a myth in tech culture unfortunately but like oh like you know you could just like go, if you learn programming you can like go in and you could be like the next millionaire etc and then it also comes in with the fact that like you know you are your wages are still higher than most of the uh, of than most of your peers mm-hmm. a number of a uh, and be, just because of the shortage of programmers right. uh, which mm-hmm. also not to like dump cold water at everybody's lives but like everyone who thinks like oh teaching all the children how to code is like the greatest thing ever it's like it is a good thing but do realize that they're doing it to make it so that they no longer have to pay programmers a premium right, because yeah. within 10 15 years it's going to be less of a less of a scarce skill right. yeah. but there yeah. was this general like libertarian culture that was been fostered among in the tech industry about like oh just like you're independent you could just take your money wherever you want etc and that's worked for some people, but it has definitely not worked for a lot of them. And I think especially as those skills have got less and less scarce and people who did not get in at the right time and the right company, et cetera, you're beginning to see like, oh, yeah, you're still a worker. And if you're working 60, 80 hours a week, it's, st- you know, like the dream is not necessarily going to come true. And also your quality of life matters. And exactly. I, I, well, another thing I was going to add that I'm sitting here thinking about is one, like, the horrifying comment that I just saw, which was basically, well, why have QA people? Just have your customers be QA. It's not my job as the customer to oh. quality assess your shit. No, but they will offload... You should pay your quality assessment people a decent livable wage. But they will so offload they that shit right. at and the secondly, earliest like, opportunity. Oh, sorry, Tristan. No, no, no. You, yeah. you, you were in the middle of it, Allie. But, like, second of all, I... I'm just realizing this, and I'm coming at this from a, like, not tech person, but knowing plenty enough tech people in my life that there's still this huge misconception, at least from what I've seen, about if you work a tech job, it's cushy and not physically demanding on you, which, like, yes, in a lot of aspects, it's not as physically demanding as, say, you know, being a construction worker or a firefighter or... Mm -hmm working in like a fast-paced food industry or hell even like in child care like young child care where you're standing on your feet all day running around after small children not that i would know from personal experience <laughs> <laughs> oh my feet are so tired oh. but, um, like at the same time there are a lot of physical risks that you have from mm-hmm. working these 60 80 100 hour weeks sitting at a desk yeah. all day you're killing your back you're killing your knees you're killing your wrists and your arms your shoulders it's extremely mentally draining as well like anything like you know and then that can be for anything even if you love your job like heck i could work my job like 60 hours a week and just be exhausted despite the fact that i love it because wow I'm really tired from doing this thing for 60 hours, despite the fact that I love it. Yeah. And you just, yeah. you just hit on something right there, Ali, that I was, I was going to bring up, which is that I think the other, the other thing with this is gaming. And this is with no science to back this up, by the way. Now, I don't have any numbers or data. Of course. Oh but... no, we can't have science and facts. That's wrong. Um, but it, it, it would, it feels to me like the idea of being a game developer is a lot sexier than, 
mm-hmm. for most people who are getting into coding than the idea of being a database administrator or something. That's, right. Well, it's, that's that's the thing. That is these companies' saving grace is that there's a lot of demand right. for jobs in this right. sector. So they which lets you, right. which lets them treat you like fucking garbage. But this is a this is a industry that has thrived on basically having zero accountability pushing the buck as far as they can and the whole time playing the victim while raking in unimaginable profits and then when they're done with you and then when they're done with you they cut you loose and kick you out I I mean honestly another thing that like we were talking about before this is that like that this also is not necessarily on is not unfortunately unique to the game industry in the media industry which I'm also in as Mm -hmm. as a newspaper person like you're also seeing a lot of layoffs as well Um, and and be and a lot of it's that and a lot of that is because many newspapers, fortunately not mine, are like owned by these venture capital firms mm-hmm. who go in and they basically take a giant percentage off the top and then make you run your newspaper off of that and then also gain profit by just basically gutting it. Like the main thing I always like to the my pretty much my big cocktail uh, party move, and I don't go into cocktail party moves doing this. It's just that <laughs> so they find you what they do. It's like, oh, isn't it too bad that print media is dying? And it's like, no, it's being murdered. It's still making money. You it's are the ma- ones killing it. <laughs> well, yes, people should also be subscribing more to their newspapers. But the thing is, is that a, that we have seen those trends increase at least for some of them. And the other thing is, is that like even not the base is still good, especially mm-hmm. for like the skeleton crews they're having us working it. It's just people are expecting to extract. Yep. Uh, so much profit from it now. It's it's uh, people are under the impression that newspapers can't keep the lights on because they're not like don't have enough revenue to like pay their staff. They do. They don't have enough money to pay their staff and keep the lights on and give investors a twenty percent mm-hmm. return. Wall, right. Wall Street mm, okay. is the huge villain here. No, they are because it has created this this society where where if you want to get ahead in life, you have to invest in something. And if that company is making solid, regular, year-over-year returns uh, as a stable basis, that isn't fucking good enough. Like, like Wall Street expects constant, exponential growth year-over-year. And that is impossible to sustain. Because there's a finite number of people with a finite amount of cash that's being equally and increasingly split up over multiple revenues. Not to mention having to pay for rent, which is usually getting more expensive. Groceries, which are getting more expensive. Gas, the price of which fluctuates wildly. And you need a car to get to your job. And your job is paying you less because consumer protections and employee protections have gone down the fucking drain. Yeah. No, I mean, the one thing though, in terms of in terms of the video games turn and burn cycle, though, is is that like a lot of times that's also been the case, that's also become the model in journalism as well. It's basically mm-hmm. you're buying out a lot of the, uh, a lot you buy out or lay off a lot of the older folks and then you're basically just getting people who are young, go in, burn out, and then go work in advertising, rinse and repeat. 
Why I think that it's eventually going to blow up in the video games industry's face is because these mass unionization efforts that have happened, it happened in my paper, mm -hmm. but happening all over the country now, is because what happens when you do that, when you do a turn and burn cycle, the only people who are working in your shop are millennials. <laughs> now, with, oh, no. <laughs> by the way, there are millennials who are being told you have no, like, just be grateful you have a job. You can't do anything about it. Oh, and, and then they're and, like, and spoilers, spoilers. Millennials, we're getting fucking pissed. Yes, exactly. and it is showing in our voting demographics. Well, yes, super hard. I think there's a great, um, a great story about Satoru Iwata. Who? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Satoru Iwata, the fucking gaming saint who we were not good enough for. <laughs> we, we did were. not deserve Satoru Iwata. But tell the story. We all know it here, but yeah. our listeners oh, should hear okay. it again. Um, where basically, I, I think the biggest takeaway was Satoru Iwata's whole thing. And for those of you who, are, who aren't familiar, he took basically at least... I think 50%. Two. I think he, he took, took two, pay, two cuts. pay cuts. At least he two. took two pay cuts. I don't remember cuts. how many exactly. The first was with the 3DS. Because the 3DS, when it launched, did not do very well. It took an almost immediate price cut. Yeah. And when that happened, he took his first pay cut. And the second was with the Wii U. Yeah. This is, that's, the, in my opinion, the big difference between Japanese developers and American developers. Is the well, sense of responsibility. Well, I think the, the, there's there's two things that I want to unpack with it. One is that Satoru Iwata started as a developer. So he understood, mm -hmm. I think he was at HAL Laboratories at first. He worked I think on like so, Kirby. yeah. That yeah. sounds about or, right. Or, no, I think Earthbound was his first game he worked on, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless. Either way, he, he was a developer. He was a game maker who became the CEO. Right. But I think the, the thing he says that sticks with me, that has stuck with me for years, especially I'm in the digital space where we're constantly... You know, at fear that we're going to lose our jobs. <laughs> like, mm. um, is that he? He basically said as much. He said, you know, I took a pay cut. He's like, if we lay off a bunch of people, like, mm -hmm. it, nobody wants to work at a company. Nobody's going to do good work Preach if they're it, if they're afraid every day they're when they walk. They're going to lose they, their jobs, right? When yeah. they step in the office, that they're going to lose their jobs. <laughs> well, that, that that's the key difference between between like Japan and America. Right. Well, is that in America you? If you're a CEO, you cannot fail. So here's another thing that I just want to also keep in mind here too. Just to so Bobby Kotick is worth seven billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, piece of shit. Fuck is worth seven Kotick. billion. Yes, um, who's also again never contributed anything to actual game development, as opposed worth to like seven guys like Dukies. Yes, as opposed to guys like Iwata and Miyamoto, who again were like actually contributed to the games. Right. Um. So I'm just looking at the wiki page here. Well, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, actually, even, if, even if Activision failed tomorrow, if it went fucking bankrupt, if all the investors pulled out and they fucking crashed and burned tomorrow, Bobby Kotick would be fine because he would golden parachute into another job somewhere. Satoru Iwata... But, 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 but Kotick would do that no matter what the cost was to everyone below him. Satoru Iwata, instead of cutting jobs or cutting salaries when something wasn't prepared, wasn't acting the way it should, wasn't selling the way it should, he took a personal pay cut because he took personal but responsibility. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that really, like, if you watch see the difference between America and Japan, it's yeah. even bigger, is, is that in 2010, Nintendo revealed that Iwata earned a 
salary of $770,000 a year, yep. which increased to to $2.11 with performance-based bonuses. Yep. And Miyamoto, in comparison, earned $1.13 million a year. Um, another, one of the other, like, big heads. So when he took that pay cut, which would half it, he halved a salary that was in, like, the hundreds of thousands, but probably millions. Well, well like, yep. but, but, like, less than $3 million here. Right. So, again, we're talking about a company, and the board of directors also took pay cuts as well. It just wasn't the CEO. Oh, yeah. So, like, we're talking about a company culture that believes that CEOs are worth what CEOs were worth, honestly, in the United States in yep. the 1960s, and not what they're wor- not worth now. Like, no one should be worth a billion dollars, period. But the fact that a parasite like Bobby Kotick <laughs> is worth is is worth billions of dollars, whereas that meanwhile Iwata, who like died as someone who was like really on the cutting edge of game development for a long time, was making too like. That's what Iwata is making is what you should be making at the top of a successful company. Right. And the fact that that's, that that's not and, the case is it precisely what's wrong with American and capitalism. And the fact that when that company wasn't as successful as it should be, he took responsibility and took a pay cut rather than cutting jobs or the pay of the people actually doing the grunt level work to make those products or to make those services. No, and, it, and that's and yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like there's there's a problem with the culture of the company at the top uh, with the with of top level executives and the way we do uh, do compensation. There's a problem with you. Uh, there's there's a problem in the game industry that's not unionized. Um, and yeah, it's just like. But then I think there's also I think the final thing of it is that there is really a problem in the United States when it comes to um, basically the tax and regulatory incentives mm-hmm. that allow somebody. To basically, they basically allow to fail for, and take no punishment for failing, or also just like to basically not because you know exponential growth is just a problem of capitalism. Period. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot as much encouragement to reinvest instead of like you know just like pay instead of just like doing stock buybacks and stuff. Like you know if right. it was just oh, yeah. made more fiscal sense to like spin off and start other companies or like open other factories or like you know you're making all this profit. I guess it's time to hire more people instead of lay off 800. Right. You know, well, you know there, the, there are ways to do that climate here. Like, you don't necessarily have to have the rev, although, by gosh, they're making the rev look attractive right now. Well, that, that's the thing, is that we're living in an age where these, these billionaires... So, so if you look way back in American history to, like, the steel barons and the rail barons and stuff, you know what they did? They invested... They bought, they, they invested in libraries, in railroads, in public transit, in public facilities to put their names on stuff. They oh. invested back into the American populace. What we have now is a society of fucking parasites who exist only to hoard more money than they could ever spend in their fucking lifetimes. Do we really want, sorry, not to derail with a bad joke, but do we really want a Bobby Kotick library? (laughs) (laughs) That was not a bad joke. That was wonderful. Not to derail Tristan. Honestly, honestly, I I would rather have a Bobby Kotick library than nothing. Than no support or or funding back into a community. Uh. Which is Bobby what we Cotic currently Hospital. have. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I really wish we titled our podcast because there it is. I mean, no, 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 no. I, guys, guys, I got yeah. it. The Bobby Cotic Colonoscopy <laughs> Center. Oh my God, no! Yes, yes, 
There's your Allie, there's you your never thought title. I could ruin butts for you, but I just did. <laughs> butts! <laughs> Buttocks. <laughs> Bums. Hangies. Bottoms. Woo! <laughs> The thing that just blows my mind, and I know I'm not adding much to this, just because it... Allie, you always add more than you <sighs> Go I, on. I mean, I'm in a relatively comfortable position in my life, but even then, it's just like, I don't understand why you need that much money if you're not going to do don't. anything with it. Like, I'm you sure don't. he has a several million dollar house and, like, really fancy cars and really good health care. <laughs> The, the, the fact is that after what, like what do you hundred do million, with all of that money, I don't understand. What's the point of having all that money other than to wave it around and go, "Look how much money I yeah. have"? <laughs> there, there isn't. That's the thing is that after like a hundred million, and even that's a a generous amount. There's you literally are getting more money than you could possibly spend in several lifetimes. There's nothing. You could do with that. You have... It doesn't matter what you try and do. Because we live in a system where the more money you have, the more money you can make. And if you didn't start with, like, at least $10 million, fuck you. Enjoy your job. But... There is no reason. There is no cost. There is no expense. There is no lifestyle that warrants... Having a billion dollars. Even the most lavish, ludicrous, absolutely balls to the fucking wall lifestyle you could possibly sub- sustain ekes out at hundreds of millions. I mean, what you get is a billionaire. Let's Let's be clear here. When you're a billionaire, it's not just like you're a rich person who gets to enjoy your life fully. No. Like... There is like maybe I think the only like actual billionaire athlete person may be Michael Jordan. Like you know when you think of people mm-hmm. who just like live large, enjoy their lives, etc. Um, you think of large athletes. You, you you think of athletes. Yep. And mm-hmm. athletes make a whole lot money and they less money than like stockbrokers. But you know like yeah, when yeah. we think of like what it means to be rich, um, those most of the people we think of like that are are not actually billionaires. What being a billionaire actually gives you. Let's be be clear clear about this, and this is why, again, having regulatory incentives that allow billionaires to exist, especially in the numbers view, is a problematic, is its power. Mm-hmm. If you have a billion dollars, you have power. That's why you see billionaires getting into messing around with the education system. So messing much. around with politics. Messing around with po- messing around with politics. Um, and sometimes they do like generally some like good stuff, like charity or whatever. But the fact is that like. No one should be able to influence civil society to that degree, and that's yeah. what you get when you're a bill. Like you really, it's it's like it. it billionaires it's like, the, it's like are the most dangerous game. Billionaires are the new monarchs. Yeah, well, no, they're, they're no, the nobility. new kings. The, they have enough influence and enough power that they can basically dictate the whims of entire countries if they so chose and yet the and yet only Long opposition turned out amazon the only opposition being other people with that much power no but but uh, the one thing i'll push back on is like you know the power you know the one the thing that actually does is like you know amazon was going to have this big unpopular headquarters mm-hmm. in in long island city of uh, it, and then pretty much the populace pushed back to it, especially with like that Amazon's notoriously anti-union, and then they're like, "Hey, listen, you should basically be neutral with the unionization efforts," and then they pulled out. Um, 
That's and only because Amazon didn't pay everyone involved a million dollars, which would only account to like $5.8 billion, which is a drop in the fucking hat for a company like Amazon. But but here's the thing, though, though, is like, they, but it's, like you can, it's still very possible to defeat large money business interests with, uh, with, with large mobilizations mm-hmm. of people, especially in the United States, because at the end of the day, you still... You still need to get government approvals, and these people also are oftentimes going on house of cars. Like the reason why they pulled out of New York, it seems, was because it was looking like they could bring their HQ there, but they would have to probably make it so it would be able to be unionized. And they were afraid that once that happened in New York, it was going to go elsewhere. Um, And 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 so and they pulled it, and like that's really what, and I think that that's really the wave of the future. If you want to basically make it so these people don't have outsized influence, you have to take advantage that there's more of us Mm -hmm. than there are of them. Yeah, and bear bear in mind, you are saying this while sitting in Fall River, yeah, the town that while we have an Amazon warehouse, fought off fucking Hess Gas, (laughs) who wanted to put in a huge natural gas refinery in the center of town. A gigantic explosion hazard which would have wiped my house off the face of the fucking map had something gone wrong. No. No, I mean, it's the fact of the matter is that, like, at the end of the day, the only thing that has really ever ever made it made it so, like, you know, working people have power is that when they stick together and try mm-hmm. to find com- make common cause. So, uh, Blizzard Activision employees, start signing UD cards. Like, now. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. All right, all right. Does anyone else think we should have a retail workers union? I mean, I think they're all that's that's the UFCW. Except that the <laughs> UFCW has almost zero power in this day and age. I mean, it's because the, the UFCW is not militant enough, but I mean, they they have stop and shop. <laughs> <laughs> They're Down currently fighting over South, a contract. We call it giant. I don't know why it's called giant, but it's called giant in the south. It took me seriously. Like I've lived here for almost four years now. I still call it stop and shop sometimes. <laughs> My friends get really confused. They're like, "You went to the what now?" I'm like, "I, I mean the giant." <laughs> like I think I still have my stop and shop points card somewhere in an old wallet. Uh, well, I'm, I'm here in Fall River where we have Shaw's, yeah. but there are also stop and shops, and then there's Star Markets if you go yeah. more north. Yeah. You guys have TJ's. You guys have Trader Joe's. Of course, we have, we have a TJ's. Few, of course. There was, like, one down in New Orleans when I was living there. There's probably more now. The thing uh, that's really big around here in terms of, like, the nicer but not quite Whole Foods TJ's level of, like, chain grocery store is Food Lion. Mm. <laughs> Food yeah. Lion. We could use that up here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. And Wawa's, uh, but Wawa's a gas station that has everything you need. I thought that was only oh, yeah. in New Jersey. I thought that, Wawa's, too. no. They're, like everywhere down here oh, okay. I, I really hope I so, stuff like that spreads because what we need here in the u.s are honestly more japanese style convenience stores slash gas stations i mean you guys should just like try to get stewart shops to come in for to from massachusetts to from new york to massachusetts yeah. stewart's is amazing here hold on a sec massachusetts here hold on a sec i'm, I'm gonna pull I'm going a dan off. here though and say we're getting off track guys yeah, I I was gonna say some Far Cry <laughs> Five, maybe oh, in order right now. Do we want to take like a quick like couple minute break and then jump into Far Cry? I can yes. do that. Sure. Is that okay with everyone? I know it's a little late, but is that okay yeah. with everyone? 
Okay. No! No! Okay. It's terrible! Right. <laughs> then right. we will return after a short break and talk about a actual video game <laughs> in <Yay>. detail. Because <laughs> we're the spoiler cast. <laughs> what are video games? What are video games? Are they All a right. series of tubes? <laughs> <laughs> talk to you soon. You're the To the dulcet sounds of me getting too close to my mic, so I can do this. Are you friends with Cardi B now? What's a Cardi B? So what? I like vaguely know who Cardi B is. I'm so not in tune with most pop. The only pop culture I regularly assume is Overwatch League and anime because I have no life. Well, Never change. Never yeah. change. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't you're worry a, about a, it. You're in a better spot than we all than we are. Although so, I mean, Cardi B. If you're if you're gonna take yeah. anything from pop culture, Cardi B yeah. is pretty yeah, fantastic. She's about the only person who like makes insta. It, it makes the world better through Instagram. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so weird flex. Yesterday I was at a flogging Molly concert. <laughs> no, I just want to talk about us clapping here for a moment. And. For me, doing the one, two, th- doing a count off and then a clap is very strange. Especially because I just came off a flogging Molly concert where it is, no, it is rhythmic, like one, two, three, four, constant clapping. Because, dear God, you keep the beat with those motherfuckers who are doing that awesome job on stage. I love those guys. so good. Ugh. Um, that it is. It feels more natural for me to do one, two, three, four. Something else. So on the on the beat on the yeah. on the fourth beat to do it. I'm not musically inclined. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say that I'll right now. I'll teach you now. theory later. Mm. Yeah, but then it's that for me it's much more natural I think to do the beat 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 something else beat 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 yep. something else. Well, that's because you're doing it on the beat as right. As opposed to do one two three four. As beat. opposed to as opposed to one and two and three and four. And... Right. Anyway. Anyway. Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5. <laughs> Far Cry 5. So, on a scale of Still 1 to 10, as... how would, like, what's your rating of this game of one dead white supremacist out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a 7. Okay. But but a very strong, probably a 7.5. Like, it's good. It is a good game. It's a compelling game. It is a lot of fun. It is nowhere near sublime, I think, and the ending sucks. I think when you talk about, I think when you talk about this game, you kind of have to separate two pieces. Mm-hmm. You have to separate the game mm-hmm. completely out of context with anything, 
and then you have to have the story and the the tone and, and things like that. Exactly. Um, but you also always have to compare it to the pinnacle of all Ubisoft games. That, of course, being Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Which we actually talked about many, yeah. many eons many, ago, many on, eons this ago. Show, on this very show. Well, but yeah. I'm bringing up Blood Dragon for a very important reason. Is that Blood Dragon, I feel, out of all of the Far Cry games and all the Ubisoft games. Because, let's face it, Ubisoft games have become formulaic. Like, Far Cry, Far Cry Primal, uh, Assassin's Creed are all kind of... They're all kind of basically the same game now. If you really break it down, that Ubisoft has a formula. And all the games they make are based on that formula. So in my opinion, what we're gauging it on is, is there anything new in that formula? And does this new game add anything different or interesting or spectacular in terms of setting, storyline, or aesthetic? And in in my personal opinion, I feel like Blood Dragon was very much kind of the pinnacle, and Ubisoft hasn't surpassed it yet. How how much of this game have you played? What Far Cry Five? Yeah. I have played zero. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh but I don't have to because it is the same the game. Of it. Well, I mean, I mean, here here's the thing too, though. I mean, like I have. In terms of Ubisoft games like that, I've played, you know, some of Assassin's Creed games, etc. Like, I, this is actually my first Far Cry game, but you know, I will take Jim Sterling's word in that, like, he considers this one of the best games that Ubisoft has made. And pound for pound, for mechanics, it is not a mechanically perfect game by any means. Mm-hmm. It's it's not made by Visceral, so like, it's I mean, seriously, well, like, nothing's made by Visceral anymore. Well, no, sorry. Who, 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 who's the people who made Beth- Who's the people who made Doom? And uh, what was that? Was it yeah. and Bethesda? Sorry, it. Sorry, it's not made by it. Like, just as a slight sidetrack, like you know, the Wolfenstein: The New Colossus is just like you know, that to me was just like a great pinnacle of like mechanics working perfectly yeah. for just like it's hard but in a fair way. Then that it will challenge you and the story will compel you. And like this is nothing close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And mechanically, there are some clunky stuff that we get into, and story-wise, it's, there's also some clunk to it. But it's still, I think, a good game. I don't want to take that away from Car Cry Five. It's a good game. It's just like it goes right hey. up to the sublime line and doesn't do it. Oh, sorry, Ali. I think you had a question. Oh, my question was: I have absorbed a lot of stuff about Far Cry via, you know, pop culture osmosis. <laughs> the only one I've ever played was Primal, and I really, really, really liked it. Would I like five? Well, so so the thing I've gathered is that the Far Cry games, starting with three, and this is now expanded to basically every Ubisoft game, is that the games themselves have the exact same play loop. It's go to a place, mm-hmm. find the encampment, scout out the encampment, liberate the encampment, cool, you've unlocked new stuff, move to the next encampment. Well... But and this is why I think that maybe Dan and I should tell you because like, it's it has that play loop option, but it actually is possible to play through the game with. It would be hard, but you could play through the game with liberating hardly any encampments this time. Because yeah. which, cool. uh, which I did. 
You played through the game with a Liberating Heart Lady encampments? Yeah, because I wanted to try to power through as much as it as I could for Excellent. this very conversation. That's Excellent. Cool. So, yeah, why don't you talk about your experience? Because I actually liked doing the encampments. I, I did too. And knocking it was through a, about. It, it was against my better judgment that I powered through it because I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I will preface my entire conversation by saying I haven't played a Far Cry game to a great deal since the first one. Right. And I did play a, um, a bit of Assassin's Creed Origins, the mm-hmm. Egypt one. Mm. Uh, so that loop is, you know, the, the Ubisoft thing is not entirely lost on me, but I, I'm not entirely sure what features are new to this game versus new to 4, 3, Primal, whatever. Okay. But, but the... What I gather are some of the new features from doing a little bit of research are one, having a squad that you can order around. Yeah. Like resistance members. So (laughs) basically as you liberate people in the world, you can talk to everybody. And um, what I, as I understand it, it kind of has that Bethesda feel where you can get sidetracked real fast. You can like everybody you, every, sorry, Tristan was just wincing at, at a, at a sip of his something or other, um, but uh, as you um, as you talk to people, they're kind of in an ambient way. They they can take you off track. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a there's a loot stash mm-hmm. over here, which I I don't think those are new by any means. But man, those are a lot of fun. Yeah, like yeah. the little challenges to get basically a, a little treasure hunt. Yeah, little to treasure like hunts. go and like find these prepper stashes. Prepper stashes, thank you. Um, or some other one will just say, "Hey, you know, I was, um, you know, you run into some random guy, liberate a camp, and there's a guy there, and he'll say, hey, you know, I was over here at this other place in the woods, and I saw something weird happen, and then it'll activate the quest marker, you'll go investigate it, yeah, if you want to. Um, so it's done in a much more ambient way, because I have, as I understand it, it's procedurally generated. Like, mm-hmm. they'll just randomly be people who are telling you about random." silos to destroy and um camps to liberate and you know trucks to hold up that have prisoners and all sorts of fun stuff yeah no and i mean it's also there and i would be i think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the greatest side missions in it which are the clutch nixon ones yes yes which are clutch nixon is basically the evil cadaver of this part of montana and who lived this crazy life and then you get to recreate his stunts and they are hard they are, uh, hard. they are incredibly hard, and they are done to this amazing yeah. heavy metal song about how great Clutch Nixon is, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 great. Um, so so, but but then there's also some other weirder ones. Like there's this thing where like the sky was thinks there's aliens around. Yeah. There, yeah, and there's there's other uh, yeah, there's ones that are just like more focused in, in with the story. Uh, the squad base thing is interesting. I, I really f- enjoyed it. I f- yeah, I feel like I am curious to play it at a lot higher difficulties, but on normal difficulty, they balance it out enough that like there are a number of like missions and scenarios where even having a squad um, 
does make it tough. And I like it that with the boss missions, you don't have your squad people. Yeah. So, like, the boss missions actually are quite challenging. The one thing, at least at Norley, could be difficult, especially when you get to two squad members. Sometimes you could just cut through things like a hot knife through butter. Like, yeah. oh, I died. Squad revives me. And there's yeah. just some combos that are yeah. really difficult. That are really difficult for them to beat. Like, for instance, some um, sniper lady and dude with the flamethrower. Yeah. That's really difficult for. I mean, just sniper lady in general. It's just like <laughs> yeah, boom, really boom, boom, boom. <laughs> resurrect you. Boom, boom, boom. Talking about how maybe there's nothing after we die. Boom, boom. Yeah. The dialogue for your companions is actually really. It great. is really good. And and so. Just to provide a little bit more clarity on the situation, there are a large number of ambient people in the world that are like your junior ranking mm-hmm. squad members. RPG, you know, people with RPGs, people with um, pistols, people with sniper rifles, things like that. But then there are like the hero squad members that you can find in the world and do their missions. So, like you were saying, Barry, you can have a flamethrower. There's a flamethrower guy when that mission's fun. Yeah. At his uh, trailer park. Yeah. Disco Inferno is Disco Inferno is <laughs> playing in the background. And I, we'll talk about the um, juxtaposition of tone. <laughs> there is Later. tone is an interesting thing in this game. Uh, I, I feel the need at this point, now that you've brought up juxtaposition of tone and open world, I feel that the need to bring up at this point as a comparison the Yakuza series mm-hmm. mm. the Yakuza series has done and has historically done balance of tone and open world phenomenally well even though that open world is several city is only several city blocks mm. And I'm, have either of you played any Yakuza games? No. No. All right. I need to lend one of you. Yaku- I have. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 1. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> this is a series that in my mind, and bear in mind, I've only really gotten into this series last year, and I wish to God I had explored it sooner. Yes. Because this series is fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, this is a series that, in my mind, takes everything that Ubisoft does with open world and tonal balance, but does it a hundred times better. Mm. But at the same time, being just fantastic Yakuza mafia drama as well. So I need to lend one of you this. Um, sure. My experience with Ubisoft games, honestly, starting with Assassin's Creed 2. And just going forward. I love Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2 is a great game. Um, because you have these huge maps mm-hmm. with lots of stuff. But it's all very lightly, delicately sprinkled. <clears throat> Compared to... Like, like you open up a map in a modern Ubisoft game. And you have got markers just across the whole damn thing. But they are markers for minimal tasks. Like, go here, bring oil to this person. Go here, take out this one NPC. Like they are, they are like like shopping list tasks. And but here's the thing: is that like five? I will say is that like they actually the tasks are more complex. Um, even like the even like the stuff where you liberate a base and like oh it's like your easy 100 XP afterwards. Those right. things are often like they're easier to do, but it's still oftentimes like at least a tripartite task and such. Right. Um. I'd. So I f- do feel that like five has really like upped upped its game, 
at least when it comes to uh, to mechanics. On the story level, however, um, that might be a different story. Right. And I, I, right, because because going back to Yakuza, Yakuza is like five city blocks. Mm. That is your world. Yeah. But that world is so densely packed, and there are you. I, I think I think zero at ha, zero definitely has at least a hundred different sub stories mm-hmm. that are little side quests. But the amount of effort that has gone into every single side quest is at least three times, if not more, the story that has gone into a hey you've come here. Cool, help me out with this one task. I think there's... It may not be quite to that level, but I think the setting of Far Cry 5 helps out a bit in that I think that the developers of the game are more familiar with this sort of setting of mm. a rural <laughs> place, and they've done some cool stuff with it, more so than all the other games in, 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 in this genre, where you can go to, a, you can go to like a you know, a, a water plant, which in any other Ubisoft game would just be another area with a bunch of people who you have to kill to liberate the place but then they have like okay well you actually have to you know shut off the, the you know the water vents and you have to like do this puzzle to get through the, the vents i don't know if you did that one or not yeah, yeah. I think I... um there's a little bit more to it there's some there's some like meaning behind it because they're you know they're trying to the story with that particular place for example is that they're trying to put this drug called bliss mm. in the water system and pump it so you're trying you're you're going to stop it while you're there mm. they do a lot more of that stuff and I also think that things are a little bit further removed from each other. Um, and this one, it feels like where it's not so dense with like every step you take, you are you are in another, you know, outpost that needs to be liberated. It's a really big map. It which, is. And it's, go- and, it's a- and it's actually gorgeous. And it's in the game. It's gorgeous looking like right. they make. They let it breathe. Too. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they let it breathe. Um. The wildlife is actually really good, and I will say that like the menu music is amazing. Mm. That so, is beautiful. It's very so, awesome. So, so, uh-huh. to play, so to play devil's advocate, to play devil's advocate here, what is more worthwhile? A huge open map that is mostly empty, which you have to spend time traveling to different things, or a smaller intimate map that you learn the insides and the outsides of, like you become like in the Yakuza games, you become infinitely, like intimately familiar with different alleyways. It's like no, no, this is the fastest way to get to the pawn shop. This is the fastest way to get to this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that smaller area is filled to the brim with stuff. So you'd be like, okay, if I head over here, I can get to that restaurant. On the way, I can talk to this NPC and further their storyline. Oh, and while I'm at it, I should also stop at this uh, at this convenience store so I could talk to the clerk who I'm forming a friendship with. I mean, which a, is the which is the more rewarding or the more engaging? I think it's I mean, apples and oranges. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah, different experience. Well, yeah, Ali, you should say so. Then. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just like I, there are definitely like I agree with Tristan. I love how jam packed the Yakuza games are in terms of like what stuff there is to do but at the same time it's nice to have those things that are just like okay i need to go from point a to point b there's a lot of land mass or whatever between point a and point b there's not too much that's going to distract me if i want to be distracted i can be i don't I, i think there's something to be said for not overly filling your map with stuff 
But it would be different if, say, you had a game that has a map the size of, like, a Far Cry game, and it's also jam-packed with shit to do, which is, you know, somebody mm-hmm. might, like, love that. For me, personally, I- that's something I don't find that appealing. Right. Like, if you're gonna make me go around a map and do a whole bunch of stuff, make the map small so I don't spend a million years running around doing it. It's mm-hmm. like... I well, really yeah. like Breath of the Wild, but that's one of my biggest issues with it is I keep getting distracted by stuff, which that's is it. cool, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm really trying to get this one thing done, and I so, want to stop being distracted by all these really cool things I can do. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel that you might have similar issues with Breath of the Wild <clears throat> as, um, from what I've, with Far Cry, but I think that one thing in terms of, like, the whole, like, intimacy to scale thing is actually... Honestly, uh, and where I think it goes for being a good game, which is extremely good to in some ways, but not a but not a great game, and like not being sublime, is the choice that it's uh, that the developers made with the story and the mm-hmm. setting. Which mm-hmm. the story okay. and the setting actually is pr- which because the thing is that they could have basically decided to make set this in Mon in Montana. Mm-hmm. It's set in like a kind of a a thing that in many ways is like Montana. But as I think Dan, I will get into it. It's not very much like Montana. Oh, okay. oh, well, I, I will say I've never been to Montana, but I, <laughs> I would imagine I, it is not like Montana. I have been to Montana, um, and this isn't even like defending Montana or even saying like that there isn't like. But like you know, there's great stuff in Montana. There also are crazy evil white supremacists in Montana as well. Someone actually write a great article criticizing Far Cry Five for not actually working in with like some of the very realness to it. Um, but the the plot of it, uh, it's to to get the the, yeah, the brief b- basic details, is that you're a rookie sheriff and you're going in to deal with to arrest the leader of this uh, of oh. this doomsday cult, yeah. um, Eden's Gate. Eden's Gate, which is the project at Eden's Gate, which is uh, all, it, the followers are called Peggy's just because of the acronym. Believe that the world is rotten and collapsing, and that we must pre- that this followers must prepare for the end. So you go with the U.S. Marshal and your boss, the sheriff, to go and arrest the leader, and then everything goes tits up, the helicopter crashes, your team gets captured, and you escape, uh, and you're the only one who escapes, and then you're tasked by this old Vietnam vet to go and liberate this county, because once the helicopter crashed, the cult leader was like, hey, let's cut off all the supply lines to this county, Let's then huddle down and hunker, and let's just basically take everything over. And they do. Um, and so then you have to liberate it. Right. And that's a very compelling premise, but it is one where they do where they play it about as safe as you can yeah. get with that premise. Yeah. And I'll have Dad talk maybe a little bit about. No, no, it. go well, for can, it. Can we can we just take a moment and appreciate? Mm-hmm. This is coming after Far Cry 4. Yeah. Far Cry 4, the game which has you choose between two equally awful organizations. Um, one of which is basically religious, super conservative religious fundamentalism. And the other is very liberal but super xenophobic. Or take the best option which is where you don't leave after uh, Pagan Min invites you in, and you actually wait the 10 minutes, and Pagan Min comes back and basically takes you up in a helicopter to the end of the game so you can deliver your mother's ashes, and everything's great. Yeah, I mean, 
it's so I I feel like with this so what, this game explores that a bit I think and I think this game does explore that a bit too and we'll talk about endings because with endings it's kind of the endings are very cheap in yeah. this in this mm-hmm. like Far Cry I didn't play Far Cry Four but I've seen the endings the endings to Far Cry Four actually in many ways like they're not cheap they're like they they do have this thing where it's like oh you know you went through all but like really you didn't have to. But I think a real the real endings are when you go back and you see like what happens when you like went with either faction and you're yeah. basically mm-hmm. like you know what, um, really that you know like that oftentimes you know war is armor monsters versus their monsters and surprise the monsters that you side with either way are also monsters like Pagan mm-hmm. Mid was, um, and that to me there's some pathos. The ending to this does not have that pathos. But in terms of what they played it really safe in this game, is is that and ridiculously safe is that for one. Um, the Project Idiot's Gate does have a lot of the signifiers of a right-wing militia. They do kill people and torture them and display their bodies everywhere. They do have, and they do have a weird, fi- they do have a fixation about, like, about brainwashing and preparing for the end and kidnapping people. Mm-hmm. But, um, they are not white supremacists. There are black cultists. In fact, one of the reasons why this is not Montana is, is that... Mon- there are actually black people. There is more black people in this county in Montana than probably the whole state. Yeah, <laughs> in actuality. And like you know, and, but I mean, and although, you know, and listen, I am all for representation, and a lot of times, just like more people of right. color in a place works more. But like when you are literally t- talking about story about like a place in isolation, a place with very real white supremacists, right. like if you're really going to be using that imagery. Um, and there's also no explanation for it too. Mm-hmm. There's no reason like why these guys are like crazy xenophobes, but like der, uh, but like have absolutely like zero racism, despite having a lot of the same like insular crazed beliefs as like you know the folks who also happen to be racist. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, yeah, and then there's also yeah, and then so and, and that's that. And the is there any thing- actual racism in the game? No. There is no any, race yeah. is not addressed way. whatsoever in the game whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is is that like, but that's because the team is made up of a diverse group of people with diverse beliefs and systems. Yeah, but yeah, so so that that's that's the weird thing on the one. The other, the other thing is that like, but I do think it would have been more daring, interesting to actually make it like Montana, mm-hmm. have those have more of those demographics, and honestly, more of those demographics also would have included having more native people. Now mm-hmm. there are two prominent native characters: one who is like the wife of like your pilot dude, mm-hmm. and the other who is this um was not native, but his wife clearly is, and then this like young guy in like the kind of crazed creepy militia who are the good creepy militia um who are fighting but there's not that many of them either and there and that also would have been it would have been daring and you'd have to have a good cultural consultant but that would have been something that like if felt that i would have definitely been interested in exploring in a way to get representation that's also <laughs> genuine like yes there's not many black people in isolated parts of montana but there are a decent number of natives in some of those parts too also hispanic mm-hmm. people as well it's they could have basically really set it in a sense of place, and they chose to kind of make this beautiful-looking fantasy world, but it didn't necessarily have the gravitas of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And similarly, it's a lot more populated than any right. kind of county like that yeah. would be. And they also don't really explore the whole, like, why, how it is still managed to, to still be cut off. Yeah. Like, they could have, like, there's no real explanation about, like, like oh, we've cut the phone wires, etc. But, like, they could have really gone into it, like, no, well, like if you try to get out or you try anything, nothing, nothing happens. Like they right. really could have dug right. into it, but they instead basically like let's just have a fancy land with way more people than you would have. 
people not not really addressing any of the political issues and then just going with it. Um, How come I can just get on a plane yeah. and fly away? Exactly. <laughs> right. No, you have access to planes in this, like pretty early on. Right. Yeah. You have access to cars, and it's not very clear like where the how the roads are cut off. Um, it's it's like it's and again, it's like this might seem like a little nitpicky stuff, but. No, That's not. what happens between a good and a great a good and a great game is stuff where like those questions are at least answered on the base mm-hmm. level, like it, which is I feel like when I say base level, it's like you could if there's a you could answer a question and then not dig and then if you dig into it, it's like you know oh I can see your explanation isn't good but they don't even like have like the basic veneer thing. And it, yeah, it, it kind it, of oh sorry Dan. Dan yeah, yeah sorry I just say or whoever talk. Not me. It kind <laughs> of. It, this is the thing that I was kind of worried when I was first hearing talk about the game after it came out was it kind of tries to straddle not necessarily mm-hmm. a both sides are bad narrative, but like we're gonna use the imagery of a really of you know a white racist supremacist society to create buzz and wow, isn't this horrible? Isn't this bad? And it feels mm-hmm. really weak and lackluster that they don't really get into that nitty-gritty it reminds me a lot of how um bioshock infinite quote-unquote handled the subject matter where it was basically like well yeah the racists are bad but oh man those black people that want their freedom they're just as bad too like no i'm glad what's wrong with you (laughs) thank you you for bringing that up because it i I, I all I could think I'm not sure if it was intentional on their part in this game, but all I could think about, and we'll talk about the ending too. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I would consider the canon ending, but I, because there are multiple endings. There's um, there, there there's three endings, but yeah, only okay. two of them are actually real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I I couldn't help get the sense the whole time that like it was almost like also asking you the question like well you're or saying what you were just saying, Alec, which is like oh you're just as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is and not maybe these a, people maybe these people are right or something. Yeah, and I, I don't it's know not how intentional that message. Like, like they were you know what? If that, that's but. what the people who made this game believe, you know what? <laughs> whatever you're smoking, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. my dude. But like, it's you cannot say that in today's world because it's just not true. I mean, again, and to say I, that it's true is wholly insensitive and just. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my soapbox here and like get I'm on your soapbox, Allie. Well, I'm a, I, and again like disclaimer like I'm not I'm not black. I can only speak a, about stuff that's like this ish from the point of view of being like a Latin American woman. Like, don't use marginalized people's pain to mm-hmm. make your shit seem interesting and deep. Like, mm. it just. And, you know, I haven't played the game, but it just comes off as kind of pain porny. Like, wow, isn't it bad that people are bad? Look how bad they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, feel sad because people are bad. But, like, if you're not going to actually dig into that and yeah. Yeah. question why these things are bad, what's the point? It, it's just, like, feeding off of the pain of, like, black people's history in America. And that's really crappy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, and it's and it would be, and I actually again, not to be too much of an advertiser for it, but again, this is 
character. Where I think Wolfenstein Duke Colossus just like nails it. He's just like, yep, yeah, we're gonna go there. We're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go there. Yeah. You're gonna kill Nazis. It's gonna be great. Yeah, but and it's, what yeah. strikes me about Far Cry Five is that it doesn't lean into it hard enough. It doesn't actually even present yeah. it. That's the yeah. thing. Right. It doesn't like, really. It, it, it feels it feels to me like they're like, no, no, isn't this interesting and topical? But well, we're not actually going to go there because actually going there might hurt our sales. Yeah. And we don't thank, want thank that. You. Thank you, Tristan, for spelling it out for the yeah. people in the back. We can't talk about the thing because that might piss off the shareholders. Exactly. No, it, it, they, they, because the thing is, again, it wasn't as if, so, you know, Wolfenstein, like, leans into You are literally, Wolfenstein like, leans into it and goes, no, fuck Nazis. Here's an automatic shotgun. Oh, hey, spoilers, you can dual wield this automatic shotgun. Now only, take this and go kill Nazis. But it's not only that. It's like, it's fuck Nazis, and by the way, this is how, like, Americans collaborate with them in the future. That's bad. Um, mm-hmm. Kill the collaborators as well. Like, you're literally with the mm-hmm. Black Panthers on top of the Empire State Building gunning down the Nazis as to, to make it so that they could escape. Like, you know, it, it makes it very clear where it stands. And I feel that Bioshock Infinite kind of does it halfway, like, in that I I really like the first part of the game. And then when you do the weird alternate timeline where, like, yes, they begin to both sidesism and stuff. It's like, yes, we know. Revolutions, things are uh, are ugly and stuff. But then, but right. like, this is also, I think, then began well, to really lean away from the fact that by the first part of Bioshock Infinite and really that whole flying city is a horror at least for me mm-hmm. as a student, it's like a horror game based off that period of American yeah. history. It's like, yes, this racism was there and is still there. And it's like, so, you should like, so the thing, deal with the it. thing about Bioshock, but as it, someone it who stops has, back, as someone who's played all three Bioshocks, mm-hmm. said all three Bioshocks offer up a different sociological construct. Mm. Like, like Bioshock one is straight up like Anne Rand, like Atlas shrugged, it's just no, fuck God, fuck morals, just human potential. Fucking go. Bioshock Two is very much the sort of religious conservative, religious right occult, like control and dominance, and then three is very much sort of the conservative. No, no, no. like these are your values. Oh wait, black people are part of, a, of your values. Fuck them. They're here to support this. Um, like Bioshock gets by by presenting three very different sociological systems and be like, no, each of these systems is awful. Yeah, but I, I think that like two gets there, and then like I do, I would agree with well, I think what Ali's saying is that it steps back, mm-hmm. and five doesn't even step up to anything. No, right. it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't, it doesn't do step anything. up to anything. anything. It doesn't it do like, anything to further the discussion. It's just like, no, it doesn't, ta-da! It doesn't even, it doesn't even enter the discussion. It doesn't even bring up the discussion because yeah. again, like, you're dealing, like, there are a number, like, about, about five, like, I would say 15% of the cultists you kill are black. Um, and so you're wondering, why are all these random black people in Monta- going into this part of Montana right. and getting behind this all-white, creepy leadership? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and and getting behind this this, this plan. It's, there's, the Project Edith Gates uses a lot of the signifiers of extremist, white supremacist mm-hmm. groups without actually... Tackling ha- the reality of Tackling the reality of what they're saying and what they're doing. And so it's yeah it's it's basically it's 
it's really it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they come across as like Disney villains or something. Like, yeah, they're, they're just they're just the bad guys. <laughs> exactly. Right. They're they're just they're 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 just the they're just the bad guys. Um, and the yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to get into the ending, or are sure. there other stuff we I'm, want to talk about? I'm okay about with today? that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just I just want to quickly say before before we jump totally into story and stuff that mm-hmm. I think the other thing about this this game and I, maybe all the other Far Cry's recently are like this too. So if you're playing Primal and mm-hmm. Blood Dragon, let me know. But the, <laughs> the thing I really I appreciate about the gameplay, again taken totally out of context of the story, is that um, I actually think the worst parts of the game, ironically. Uh, not ironically, but coincidentally, are the uh, story missions. I think the story missions are pretty weak because mm-hmm. they they force you down a, a like, kind of rail. Like this is how you have to play the game mm-hmm. to get through this mm-hmm. section. Okay. But anytime when you're not doing that stuff, yeah, I think um, one of the strengths of this game is it really allows you to tackle any situation any way you want, and like yeah. everything is possible. Like I went and destroyed like a a statue, and I just pulled up in a helicopter and like blew it up. Oh, I, I, I knew, I, I, uh, yeah, I pulled, oh, I, yeah, I grew, I pulled up the helicopter, I then parachuted down, shot it with RPGs, and then I had, um, nice. uh, had the guy with the plane just attack it and nice. strafe it down. Nice. It was, I love that mission. Yeah, that was yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorites. Did you do the yes sign too? I did not do, I did not blow up the yes sign. Oh, it looks like the Hollywood sign? <laughs> I did not blow it up. Is so. It, is it fun? Yeah. So, so, and that's the other thing is like it's emergent in that sense too. Like a, a, anything you try like has a has a payoff and gameplay wise. Like where I see I see this sign like a Hollywood Hill sign. It just says yes, which is mm-hmm. like a related to the story, but whatever. And I was like, I wonder if I could like blow that up. So I flew a plane out that way with a rocket launcher, <laughs> and I shot it, and sure enough, a piece of the paneling flew off. And then all of a sudden, emissions appeared, and it's like, oh yeah, you can destroy this whole freaking sign, and it's a whole. The whole thing, like it's just cool stuff like that. Yeah, I think I played the game very stealthily. I think. Yeah, it's fun to play it stealthily, yeah, yeah, stealth yeah. mode. Um, and I think it, but I think the game supports whatever play style you want, and kind of it's a sandbox. There's a 50 cal rifle based off Blood Dragon. Yes, that, like I, they just I give used, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, you just mm-hmm. go for it. Um, there's also a movie set mission where like they're filming a Blood Dragon movie, and so you have to like protect the set. Um, there's oh, also cool. one where you have to uh, recover the P tape, um, the from the the, the president uh, that clearly that it's basically President Trump's P tape. Oh yeah. no, not a piss tape. No, I didn't. Oh, no. No. but all of this stuff doesn't sound like a very serious commentary on anything because no. it isn't. It's no. not. It's, <laughs> it's make, make, make no mistake. It is not. There is no serious commentary on anything. Despite like the promise of it, and I think a lot of people, including myself, bought it because you thought you'd mm-hmm. get at least some of it. Every time they, every time they introduce something like, there's a whole thing about this drug, this bliss. Yeah, I thought they were gonna like do something on like the opioid crisis mm-hmm. or something. Oh, it's not oh, that at all. Yeah, no. Right, right, no, 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 right. this is this is a triple A game. Just like game really company. advanced weed. Yeah, basically, like, advanced <laughs> liquid weed. It's kind of like bliss it's is kind of misty. like more like LSD. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's like uh, weird. Because it makes you really hallucinate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like it's it's LSD meth, um, yeah. and it's kind of yeah, and it's it, no, no. I mean, it's like it, and yeah, no. That they they could have again if they said it in actual something that was based off Montana or Wyoming or Idaho or like the middle of Pennsylvania, any other places where they've had right wing cult problems. Like you could have actually done that, but they right, did, but they we chose can't do that. because it would hurt sales. 
Well, because yeah, some of those maybe, people who are part well, of that might not the, buy our game. They oh, perceive God. it to what? They, to hurt sales. They perceive it to hurt sales, exactly. Yeah. And I think if Nike's any indication of... <laughs> <laughs> right, but that also, that also brings me back to if you aren't going to bother going there, like if you aren't going to make the effort to actually tie it in to current events and things that are really important right now, why would I buy this game instead of, say, playing Blood Dragon for the second time or third time or fourth time over and just relishing in the same gameplay loop but with an awesome 80s neon aesthetic where I am shooting well, arrows into giant... Of, ra- if you take a topic like this, and you can definitely talk about really sensitive subjects in a mm. silly manner and still yep. make a point, but the fact that they've taken this kind of subject matter and haven't even tried to make a point there's no yep. point like, being made out. there's, there's no, no point, point being made and i think you said it earlier barra or dan it just feels cheap it just yes. feels like a window dressing of oh here you go here's a thing yep. whatever and here's the kind of the final piece which is like the which is the ending yeah. of the thing so where i'm gonna spoil it so there's three endings Woo-hoo! oh One, my god spoilers so the first spoilers ending the spoiler cast is cast. one where like if you wait and don't arrest him. Yeah. It's just like in yeah. the original. Um, like the sheriff is like, no, let's go. It's like, and then the marshal's like, what are you talking about? It's like, he's like, shut up. It's like, if we put our cuffs on him, we're all dead. And then like the credits roll. So that's like the, I think that the the whole like Far Cry, like, you know. They you have go, to do that now. Yeah, I think they have to do that <laughs> now. Have that kind of secret ending. Um, <laughs> then there is the end, the first ending I did, which is not the canon ending, but I think actually would have worked really well, except they then effed it up. <laughs> so there is thing where basically like you go to rescue your t- uh, re- rescue the law enforcement people who you re- who who you rescued before, but now they've been captured again. And then some of the other people come in who are like in a drug haze, and like the leader of the cult is like, "Take your family," is in like your law enforcement people, leave me with mine. And so you either can fight them off and try to get your people out of their drug haze or you can leave with your um with with your law enforcement people it's like you know it's like why it, and he keeps on i think it maybe at this point at the end it's like when will you learn that you can't solve all problems with the gun and stuff it's like you know what in terms of story stuff i'm just gonna actually leave because i can leave and come back and sure enough you leave and the sheriff is like it is like no we aren't just we're, we're gonna come back with the national guard so it's like mm-hmm. great like you're learning that yeah this actually is a pretty good thing it's like sometimes maybe an immediate confrontation isn't the correct thing and you're yeah. going but then he turns on the radio and then you're crazy because yeah. you get uh brainwashed at one point yeah to the saw and the song only you is your trigger to kill everything mm-hmm. and he plays and your trigger comes on and it's implied you kill everybody mm-hmm. so like in that ending you, f- you decide you no know, no seriously so that ending it's almost there it was like i'm going to avoid confrontation and like then get fight the more national tactically guard. and get the national guard so like this is almost like an acceptable ending that for maybe you could learn something as much as you can in a game that's like mm-hmm. chicken shit and doesn't say anything but like chicken then shit it just doesn't say anything i love it sorry but yeah. But That's at the good. no 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 don't apologize it's 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 true yeah. but at the end they they even ruined that it's like oh no you chose to like back away to like to escape this to escape the county and come back with the National Guard, but that won't happen because like randomly the radio turns and you kill everyone. So like your actions meant nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other one, which is the cannon ending, which is actually worse. 
Um, yeah, I, oh I, boy. I, that's, that's what I was saying. Oh was boy, the canon ending is actually worse than that because I think we could all agree that that uh, that ending itself is pretty chicken shit. Yeah. And stupid. Is the canon ending "Let's get along with the racists" because they're actually nice people deep down inside? Mm. It's almost really worse. It's, it's <laughs> not worse, but it's almost worse. Yeah. So all throughout this, you've been like hearing signs that there is tension, I mean, and you've been seeing cult. nuclear silos that the cult has like repurposed, and it's pretty clear that there's shit that could go down. So you decide to fight him. You like get you you get your team. You. You take, you debray bush everyone, and then you finally capture, and you have the cult leader in cuffs. You got him. Boom. Joseph Seed is going down. And then you're thinking, America, fuck yeah, is going to play. And then, boom, there's a mushroom cloud. And then Joseph Seed is like, I was right. The world is ending. And people are like, fuck, he was right. And so you jump in your van, and you're like trying to make it to the bunker. You're driving to the bunker. You're driving through everything burning all around you. And you're thi- uh, burning all around you. And Allie, you think you know where this is going. You're thinking, okay, everyone's just going to make it to the bunker. And then Joseph C is going to gloat with people. Or Joseph C is going to be dead or whatever. And then, like, you have to just, like, restart the world with, like, your crew of law enforcement people. Except no, Allie. It's worse, Allie. Because <laughs> right before you get to the bunker, you crash. And in the car when you're driving, it's Joseph Seed, the sheriff, and, like, your two deputy friends. The sheriff and your two deputy friends die. But Joseph Seed carries you from the thing into the bunker, and then he kills your old veteran pal. Who's mm-hmm. in the bunker. Who's in the bunker, and he shuts it up and says, um, uh, I was right. I wasn't sure if I was right, but I was right. And now we got to wait this out, and you're my family now. And it goes black. So basically, in the which ending, is, the world is, is ended, and you're stuck in a bunker tied up with the crazy person you've been fighting against the entire time. Which is because how we get edgy. to... Which is how we get to the new storyline expansion. Which is all post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Far Cry Dawn supposed to be kind of... It's 17 years afterwards, and Joseph Seed also shows up. I hate this so much. Thank you, Alex. It's really awful. I started this conversation being like, I liked Far Cry Primal. Would I like this game? I've decided I hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. You should just play play Yakuza. You should just play Yakuza Kiwami or... Kwame 2 or Zero again. And, I mean, and I just like, the other thing I want to say is that, like, there could have been ways where, like, so people are complaining, like, oh, the world ended, so it's just, like, prove the cult, right, and stuff. There could have been ways where, like, if they want to make that stupid point for a post-apocalyptic thing, they could, that, they could have made it palatable. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, there are, like, endings where, like, you know, you end up only alone in the bunker with him, or you make choices, and then you, like, save most of your resistance members. So, like, right. you're at least can you're going to restart the world the, with them. The Mass Effect yeah. 2 ending, if you would. Right. Yeah. It's, like, there. there's definitely... The, there, there's ways where it could have been, like, oh, shit, he was right. Um, or, like... Where, like, or you, you kill him and then the bunker things happen and then suddenly because these guys have all these prep bunkers you're okay it's like was he right or did he cause this or like and it's like yeah. and you just have some questions mm-hmm. but it doesn't like it, it wasn't like all your actions meant like made no difference and also that like right. yeah it's like basically like the making it so like all your actions mean nothing and also validating this terrible torturing 
murdering asshole. Because AKA the Mass Effect three ending. I have not <laughs> been spoiled in the Mass Effect three ending. I actually don't know what happens at the end of Mass Effect not, three. Neither have I actually. <laughs> so don't do that, Tristan. Now that's a statute of limitations. Cast. That's a special spoiler cast where Allie screams for three hours. <laughs> well, so the episode so yeah, the spoiler so cast. I will I will give the floor over to the folks, but like this is. It really spoiled a lot of the game for me, um, especially uh, that that because again, there is no ending where any of your choices really like. There's no anything where where, where I, it's not that it's just a bunch of two unhappy endings. It's unhappy endings where it's like your choices. It, it's not as if you were making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like aside from like shooting, you could do cra- like- shooting people, kidnapping and torturing people around your county. That's your mistake. But that's not a mistake. Mm-hmm. Someone's kidnapping and torturing people and displaying their broken bodies on bridges. You shoot them. Mm-hmm. You shoot them. Yeah, that was my. That was. You see. You see. That was my take on uh, Fallout Three: New Vegas. Mm. Was huh? Okay. Caesar's Legion. Okay, you're making some interesting points, but you are literally crucifying an entire town's worth of people. So I'm going to shoot you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like that, except that Caesar's Legion was the only ending you could get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about how what is probably... I I don't think it's as bad, but from everything I've understood now, this game is up there in terms of how grossly insensitive and awful it is next to Detroit... Like the the David Cage came Detroit like just how you mean the worst you mean the worst possible uh, euphemism for emancipation and slavery possible yeah like literally <laughs> literally Vera like do you know what the plot of that game is you're 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 in your racism racism but androids racism but androids but yeah, also anti- David anti blackness except androids like literally the androids have to sit in the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So uh, the one thing I will caution you about, Ali, is oh, that like God. the game itself no, no, no. No, is no. so the... chicken shit that it actually I don't think it is as offensive as that. Because it's not making points. Right. It's just It's just it, neutral. It's, it's just but it's just neutral. To be fair, Detroit is trying to make points and failing. But well, at the same time, there is something neutral, to though. be said yeah. for something that doesn't try to make a point, because that just makes you complacent in an already fucked up system. Like sitting yes, no. there and twiddling your thumbs and not saying neither here nor there is just as bad as mm-hmm. saying let's go with the bad thing because you're well, not I, pushing back against it. Yeah, and I and I think the the important piece of that is that it's not like they just made a game that was enter that was entertaining that doesn't it, it, they they are selling it. I think Tristan talked. I think brought this up earlier. Is like they're but it might hurt profits. But no, but they are but they are selling the game as this thing that's going to make a statement. Yeah, they're they're sort. using the imagery right behind, and then they're not making a statement. Yeah, I mean, not I wouldn't have, I would have not bought it if it wasn't said in said in America with the potential thinking me thinking right. it was going to make a statement. Exactly, like, mm-hmm. it got right. my yeah. mu- it, it it got right. the money it was bought for his gift, but it got my girlfriend's money because <laughs> I she's very nice, uh, but it, <laughs> it got my girlfriend's money just because it was a game that. Because I thought it ha- had that kind of content, and it is, yeah, it is very, it is very, which is also kind of weird. Why it's so chicken shit? Like mm-hmm. it, it marketed itself and sold itself yeah. based off of making statements of this manner, 
and it's also not as if Ubisoft doesn't employ people who can do the research on stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ali, you mentioned Far Cry Primal. The languages they did that, they did by basically looking into, like, the roots of Indo-European mm-hmm. languages and uh, and coming up with, like, their own unique languages. They actually did pretty good research, I've been told, at least, or at least I saw the doc- a little documentary on it, on stuff in the Stone Age. You could do, like... Right, but now they can't be bothered to look at a census and find out that there are no... They can't, yeah, they can't be bothered right. to look at a census and look at, like... <laughs> yeah. No, it's like... But they made a choice. Anything. They made a choice to do this American fantasy land in the in this... Right. In a beautifully rendered version of the Rockies rather than a county... Rather than something that actually was a county in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm just but, so... Yeah. Well, that... The word I'm going to use is tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. so very tired and of painful history being used as a prop to make your game seem smart and in, and cool and relevant. Mm. I'm so yeah. tired of it. Right. I, so, so having been someone who's played Ubisoft games for a very, very long time, it, I am currently of the opinion that there are two teams at Ubisoft. Two teams. One of which actually knows what the fuck they're doing and actually makes good products. Mm-hmm. This is the team that would make, say, Far Cry Primal, Blood Dragon, um, Child of Light, you know, who does kind of the weirder Ubisoft stuff that isn't really sort of advertised as much. And they're the ones who are doing good work. And then you've got mainstream Ubisoft, who are shitting out new Assassin's Creed games year after year who are set shitting out Assassin's Creed uh, Far Cry 5 who are shitting out just the year after year iterations. Although, who are too afraid of of possibly alienating buyers and thus reducing their sales numbers that they have to take the milk toast middle of the road approach to everything well the one thing i will say though about ubisoft is is that at least they did just lay off hundreds of people <laughs> I yeah mean, for i was all the... just thinking about that <laughs> like, at least they like... didn't fire 800 people yeah, yeah. for all the <sighs> shit we're rightly giving oh, no, them for no. this game still, at least they are and for like making repetitive games at least their business model at the at least, least the they're moment, not doesn't ea fall, like... and activision yeah, like the fact that Ubisoft of all people is like looking like the good guys among wow. triple I publishers, which is sad and it's well, here, so here, sad. Here's the thing, scary. though. Here's the thing, though, is that right now, none of the triple A publishers are looking like the good guys. EA isn't looking like the good guys. Activision's not looking like the good uh, good guys. Ubisoft's not looking like the good guys. And for Ubisoft, have you seen the various versions? DLC packs and tie-ins for the latest Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I saw all that, yeah. There is no way to buy a complete version of that game. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Um, And Bethesda with Fallout 76 has gone full fucking bad guy. I really disagree with that. I I actually... I, I disagree with Tristan for a while. Fallout? Yeah, so, so Bethesda has been incompetent. <laughs> as, as, as time no, no, passes. No, no, no. Beth- Bethesda has been incompetent for a r- long time. 
but we have let it slide because we have enjoyed their games. Well, and I'm talking about we. Do. I love a really a good Bethesda game as much as the next person, but they're complacent because they're comfortable. They go, oh well, like we just do plug in X, Y, and Z, and people buy our games. Well, yep. I, here's the thing. So, so here's the thing with Bethesda. Like I feel that Bethesda. And I don't know the latest thing was seventy six. I'd be curious was causing Dad to go and trust his view on it. But they, mm-hmm. I feel that like Bethesda, even though they like are chasing to trends and stuff, they still worked with ID to like come out with like they made Wolf they made Wolfenstein two and they Wait. made Doom and well, they were both great beautiful well, things. And I feel like as long as they continue to support well, single player games like that, well, here, here's I'm okay the, with them doing shitty services. Well, here's that's, the thing about Bethesda. That's a fair point. Here's the thing about Bethesda. It's the same thing I said about Ubisoft. There are two sides to Bethesda, just like there are two sides to Ubisoft. You've got id, and you've got Ubisoft. Right, but I mean, with and all respect to Blood Dragon, well, but but it is out there making things like, like, Wolfenstein, like Doom. Yeah. Then you've got Bethesda making things like Fallout seventy six. Right, right. With Ubisoft, you've got the crew that's making stuff like Far Cry Five, and you've got the crew that's making stuff like Far Cry Primal, like Blood Dragon. Well, I mean, I actually, I actually personally believe, and I don't want to jump too far down the Fallout Bethesda wagon, but I, 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 I truly think that with seventy six, I think it's the people upstairs. I, I think I don't think it's a team thing. I, I think I think their team. The sense I get, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. The sense I get is they were trying to make the next New Vegas in the Fallout 4 engine and I have a feeling they got a message from on high that they had to that they had to make it an online monetized thing and they had to pivot. I, I, that makes so I think sense. it goes way deeper than that. Considering the fact that Bethesda has not updated their fucking engine in what is it now? 10 years? Like, like Fallout 76 is still using a version of like what is it? Like the Elder Scrolls, like not even, not even Skyrim. It's like a, some weird hybrid of like the Oblivion engine that they have just kept zombified because they kept cramming shit into it. No, I, no, no. Do, yeah. do, do you know? Do you know why Fallout seventy six has no talk? Has no NPCs? Do you know why it has no people NPCs? Dead sheep. No. The reason Fallout seventy six has no human NPCs. Is because as soon as you have more than one person trying to talk to an NPC, the engine fucking falls apart because it's the same engine that was used in Oblivion, and you can't fix that. I I feel it's why it's why seventy six is so and everything else is so fucking buggy. It's because it's the same engine that they've been using for like twelve years. They just keep slapping more shit on top of. I mean, I feel like the best thing that can be done with Bethesda is because at the moment it seems like this whole thing with the live service of 76 is being a bit of a disaster for them is that I really hope that we see them release another really another really good quality single player experience. And I think when that happens, I think all of us who are like don't want them to do this stupid live service model should just as long as that's good, which I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure there's at least one great single player game left in their team. We should just buy the shit ton out of that. I'm oh serious, God, like because Elder Scrolls Six isn't good, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Well, here, here's Elder the thing. I know 6? it's not going to be out until like 2030, but I need it to be good. <laughs> well, no, no, it'll be good. Don't worry, Ali. Here, here's the thing, though, is that Bethesda, for years, has been doing shady and garbage shit. shit. We have let it slide. As a community, as gamers, we have let it slide 
because the single player games they have put out, like Skyrim, like Fallout 3, like like Fallout 4, have been good, enjoyable experiences. Mm-hmm. The problem is that now we have a we have a game from Bethesda that is not enjoyable. And they've been doing the same shady shit that they've been doing with all those single player games up and th- up through this. The problem is that now we have a base game that they're doing all the shady shit for that is not enjoyable. And gamers are now like, okay, you've earned this goodwill, but you have now spent it. You don't have that goodwill anymore. This game is shit. And all the shit that you normally do, we are sick and fucking tired of. Bug patch your fucking games. Hire some actual QA testers. No, no, don't try and sell me a bottle of cheap-ass rum in an $80 plastic fucking bottle. What are you doing? Why are you banning the person who's actually spent 900 hours playing your game who actually enjoys it? No, what the... No, Bethesda, you advertised a canvas bag. What the fuck is this nylon plastic garbage bag you've put my 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 power helmet into? Oh, which, by the way, is giving people allergic reactions because you were using a shitty, low-priced adhesive in the manufacture of... Bethesda, what the fuck are you doing? Look, I, I feel like, again, I just like the, the, there is... When I think of Bethesda, I think of... Um, I think of, like, the big games, which you're right. I do feel that, like, when it comes to the Fallout games and and the Oblivion games, which I love, and I think that in some ways there is excuses for, like, because they're so fucking big that they're buggy and they patch it as they go. But I think there's also they should just hire more QA testers, and I think they've gotten past this for it that they're not getting 76 because those games are fun and single-player experiences, which increasingly other people don't have. And mm-hmm. but, then, but then I also think, when I think of Bethesda, again, I think of... Um, I think of Doob. I think of Wolfenstein. I think of Dishonored. But, 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 like, but here's the they thing, make though. great here's single thing, player though, though, experiences. No, 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 no. But you're not thinking of Bethesda. You're thinking of Id. Well, Id doesn't and do Id, Dishonored, though. That's no. Arcane. That's Arcane. But bear in mind, those are separate studios. It's, all owned under Zenimax, which owns Bethesda. But they are still... Separate studio. It's separate I mean, studios, but like if but but, the, but the, I guess the thing is is that like you know we blame Ubisoft for every shitty thing that Ubisoft does under it, and I feel like Bethesda right, right, because, should get credit for the good stuff that goes well, no, under. No, no, because Ubisoft is themselves, mm-hmm. and they are their publisher, yeah. and they have Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft mm-hmm. like California. They have different Ubisoft teams. Yeah, but they are all still Ubisoft, and Ubisoft is only really putting out like one big game a year under Ubisoft. Right. Bethesda is part of ZeniMax. ZeniMax also owns, say, It. Right. And those are games being put out under ZeniMax. Right. But at the same time, they are still separate entities being kept separate, doing separate games as publishing all under ZeniMax. But wait a second. So So we should be blaming ZeniMax then. Right, yes. But then why is is Bethesda associated with, like... Isn't there some amount of crossover between Bethesda and Bethesda and it and such? Only because they are sharing people here and there. So they're sharing people then. But the point is, is that Bethesda and it are still very separate studios contained under the same umbrella. And because Zenimax knows that by adding Bethesda, by adding id to the licensing, they can get more sales. Right, but the but again, then that 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 to me also. So yeah, I mean, I, like, yeah, the, how much of Bethesda's team 
where team goes in, goes into those single player things. I just enough for them to put their name on it. You could be like, oh, Bethesda's also supporting it, or it's also supporting Bethesda. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, 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 fe- I still feel though that like that that's that 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 is a big sa- that that is a big saving grace. And maybe it's a saving grace of Zenimax and not Bethesda. It is a saving grace of Zenimax because you're not looking at this cynically enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're really not. You're really not. You have to understand that Zenimax is in control of all of this. And all Zenimax fucking cares about is profits. If they can make id software stuff better or sell better by adding Bethesda's name to it, however tangentially as possible, they will do so. Right. But, I mean, I feel that that's... The, that, but then in that case, then maybe I should be, like, associating all the good stuff with Zenimax and not Bethesda... But regardless of which, I do feel that they... You should they, be associating all the good stuff with id. But that's the thing. I don't necessarily know if id would survive if it was under... Like, I actually don't think id would be able to do its thing if it wasn't under the Zenimax oh, it, umbrella. It totally wouldn't. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. problem. Like, if it was, that's the problem of the, of the industry that we live in. Is that something like id, which is putting out good stuff that people enjoy and are, like, just... Good games from a flat standpoint, from a like unbiased standpoint, that are good games, both in terms of QA, in terms of test testing, in terms of gameplay, and in terms of value. Those are fantastic games, but they can't survive on their own because that's the industry. Well, but that's the thing, though. Is like I feel that like again, if you're if Bethesda. And Zenimax are allowing something like id to exist, allowing something like id to exist and do its thing. Then I will be rooting. Then then I have to root for them to continue. The the problem, though, is that you shouldn't be giving Bethesda props for what id is doing, basically on its own. But it's not doing it on its own. If it was doing it on its own, it might not have the capital for it. And if it was under the umbrella of like an EA or a Ubisoft, they'd make the doom into a live service. Right, but you're but you're falling yeah, into it, but you're falling into the fallacy that is modern capitalism. <laughs> is that no 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 no? There are hundreds of thousands of corporations out there, but in reality, they're all owned by a handful of different organizations that control fucking everything and don't fucking care about you. I don't say that they care about me. I'm just saying that like there is a business model that Bethesda, that that allows for it to exist. And I think that that business model is also tied into 76. And I don't want, and I feel that maybe the best way to deal, to make it so that business model makes more dooms and less 76s is to support things in, the, in that business model that work. And I feel like there's really no other major studio that's making good single player games anymore that's not associated, at least, with Bethesda. Like, can you think of any any other company that's making good single-player games that are AAA that is not associated with Bethesda? Only Nintendo. Nintendo? Only Nintendo. Uh, Capcom? What's, what's Bandai Capcom? Bandai Namco? Do you want me to keep going? Okay, so what has Capcom made? Uh, uh, made so, made? in addition to, uh, I don't know, the Resident Evil 2 remake? And, the Re- and RE7? You make a good point. Uh, you make a good point uh, with Capcom. Bandai Namco, which has put out Ace Combat 7. Okay, harder one for you. Which one? What American studio has oh, made a good no, single no, no, player no. game? None of them. <laughs> no, no, none of them from it, American studios. Because the American studios are all owned by American corporations, and we're getting into American capital. But isn't Bethesda an American corporation? 
Yes, they are. And isn't uh, and is it wasn't Doom a good single player game? Doom was a good single player game. Okay, so uh, the we jury's can say still that, out but, on Doom Infinite. So again, again, I I guess my only thing is, and I can't believe the I'm defending thing, any though. kind of capital here, is that like that Bethesda is still the is right, still right, a triple A American be publisher thinking that makes Bethesda good stuff. for its success. It should be successful on its own. And Bethesda should be getting all of the hate that they deserve now that they finally put out a shit product and people are fed up with their garbage that they've been putting out for 20 years. I think that Bethesda, when they make their big next big game, should get another fa- a new fucking engine and invest in some QA. I'm not oh, going to dispute Oh, they that. totally should. No one is arguing against that. The point is that you should not be praising Bethesda for what they've done for id. Because it should be allowed to be praised on its own but, for what they've accomplished. But, I mean, would it have the resources and the capital and the budgets without being owned by Zenimax and associating with Bethesda? That's the that's the main question. It's like, can you – I don't necessarily know if a studio like it – maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm being naive – could, like, make the AAA games it makes as an, as an independent entity. There's a lot of great American single-player indie games, but they don't look like Doom or mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. Wait one sec. They can hear. Far Cry Five. <laughs> Maybe don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, EA, Activision, and Ubisoft games. Just don't give them money. Uh, Ali, do you have any thoughts? Sorry for that. No, that's okay. I just want Elder Scrolls Six to be good. Please it will be good, Ali. Patrick be... Stewart will come back and play we... and play that voice again. I we be all a want cute Elder lizard Scrolls girl. Six. I want to be a cute <laughs> kitty boy. Just huh? give me. I, I I also like to play the beast races myself. Give me cute lizard girl, please. Khajiit is innocent of this crime. Khajiit has done nothing wrong. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm no. never gonna get a fucking. I know I'm never gonna get a mainline. Elder Scrolls game that's set either in Black Marsh or Elsewhere, but a girl can dream. <laughs> I mean, what would. Can you just do a. Uh, so, can you have your boyfriend, like, film a live reaction of you finding out that there's an Elder Scrolls game set in Black Marsh? Oh, I like. I think he was sitting there with me during E3 when they just dropped the trailer that was literally like, here's some. Tamriel scenery, Elder Scrolls Six. I'm pretty sure I screamed so loud that I scared the cat. <laughs> when, when in E3 2015, 2014, no, when E3 2014 dropped that first big trailer for Kingdom Hearts Three, I laid down on the bed and cried. Mm-hmm. I hate video games because I love them so much. Look, it's going to be an interesting podcast next Like, I ran in and out of his bedroom with my laptop in my hand going, Kingdom Hearts 3! Kingdom Hearts 3! Oh, and then there? I laid down oh. and cried. Like, put it put it to you this way. Like, <laughs> when we, you guys talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 next month, whether or not I bought the game and tried it's to play it, I'm, just gonna, gonna I'm be gonna be just, like, glassy-eyed about, it's like, I had no idea what you're talking about or <laughs> yeah. what I tried to play. I probably won't either. So yeah, it's just like why is Go- why is Goofy murdering people? Um, no. the real question is why is Donald canonically the strongest Final Fantasy character magician ever? Because <laughs> he's Donald Duck. That's why. 
Like Move over, Vivi! We got Donald on the way. I'm not gonna get into endgame stuff quite yet, but like Donald is does, the does Donald magic boy ever. Does Donald <laughs> learn meteor? Can Donald summon Bahamut? Not, or Neo Bahamut? Or Zero yeah, Bahamut? Don't, don't, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, is there but anything yes, else that will be wanted? my reaction when they what also was? drop an Elder Scrolls trailer for yeah. Elder Scrolls Six. is I will lay down on the floor and scream tears of joy. <laughs> wow. The, the problem we've come into is that here in the U.S., you've got... No, no, here in the U.S., you've got Ubisoft, which is a combination American-French-Canadian company. You've got EA, you've got Activision. You've got Microsoft Game Studios on their own, which is only producing stuff for Microsoft. And then the only other sort of comparison you've got is Sony Game Studios in Japan, which is making Sony-only stuff. You've got these three main, quote-unquote, AAA companies who basically control almost everything. And then you have Bethesda. And then you've got Bethesda, who is owned by ZeniMax, who also owns... They own it. They own Arcane. They own something else. Um, But Zenimax is really good at hiding the fact that all these separate companies are all owned by Zenimax. Right. Um, And the problem is that all of them suffer the same flaws that are becoming very apparent last year and this year. Honestly, the only. Apart from Nintendo, the only, like, quote-unquote triple-A developer I feel is still putting out decent stuff is Capcom. But 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 you were just ignoring the fact that Zenimax puts out good, good, good games. Well, Did they you put anything out last year? Publisher. I'm thinking publisher. Yeah, publishers or develop. Yeah. That, that's the other problem. So we've got this weird intermix. Is American? Yeah, Devolver's they're a pub- American, they're a publisher. Uh, but they are not considered triple-A by the industry. That's because they're putting out good stuff. That's why they're not right. exactly. So basically, so so basically, Wolfenstein was not a triple A game then. No, it really wasn't. Really, it had triple A resources behind it, but it wasn't billed or marketed or published as a triple A game because Zenimax because Zenimax didn't know what was going to happen with it. I would say New Colossus was much more of a triple A game. Okay, because it was I was building... going to say, I feel like New Colossus definitely was marketed as AAA. Oh, it was definitely marketed as AAA, but that's only because the original Wolfenstein, or the previous Wolfenstein, did so well. Right. No, I mean, that's, a, is, that's interesting. This is an industry, industry that won't take risks. If something does well, great! We're going to fuck it until it can't pump out any more weird, awkward incest sequel babies. Again, I... I, I'm sorry for being such a Zenimax fan, but they, they seem to make good games. They seem to still make games I want to play as a human. And I say this as someone whose part was pretty much... Well, Blizzard didn't break my heart. Even though they broke the heart of all their employees they laid off. because no. I should, But well, this is the year we saw Blizzard go full Activision. Well, this is... But Blizzard is dead. Yeah, but... It's this, all Activision now. Well, this is the thing, is that, like, I grew up in high school 
loving Blizzard games and a very specific I did type too. But it's a very specific type of Blizzard game that basically they made the last of those when mm-hmm. they finished StarCraft 2. Yeah. Which is like these beautifully mechanically perfect mm-hmm. games which they still make mechanically perfect games. No one makes a game as mechanically perfect as Seriously, but with it's unbelievable. Really great stories. <laughs> no, no. The, the StarCraft, the work oh, the, the the Warcraft story when it wasn't work, World of Warcraft, the StarCraft story, the Diablo story, those are all beautiful things. And then they found World of Warcraft. They found that you could make a shit ton of money off of people online, and that, and then yeah, then their priority shifted. And you know, mm-hmm. World of Warcraft is still probably the best and most played MMO in the world. I don't like MMOs, but you know, if you're gonna play it, play World of Warcraft. Um, you have Hearthstone, which was incredibly great, and maybe dying only because Magic finally copied it and then just like, okay, you can play Magic online so, now. So from what I've heard, just to cut in, of course, the real reason Hearthstone is dying is because all the expansions have become formulaic and that the meta has become very stagnant. Uh, That's what I've been hearing from people who actually play Hearthstone mm-hmm. on the regular is that there's, it's like, it, it's just become corporatized. Well, if that's the case, though, the Magic has found ways to deal with bad formats before, too. Mm-hmm. So if it's really a format problem, then I think that eventually they'll fix it. Um, and then there's, of course, I mean, need we say it, the game we all play, Overwatch, which <laughs> is probably the best teammate shooter, like, ever, ever and made. And completely fucked over the industry. And it completely fucked over the industry, but mechanically perfect. Yeah. But, but I still mourn. Yeah. But, but I still mourn Blizzard because I will never get another game like from them like starcraft or diablo where it's this beautifully mechanically perfect thing which they still do or at least i don't know if they will still do it because they just laid off a bunch of people i have a feeling that they laid and off a closed lot off of hearth, uh heroes of the storm well and that's the thing i really do feel like that those the hundreds of people that may have been like the heart and soul of what make things Maybe. mechanically mm-hmm. perfect um but they got all these mechanically but you don't have those beautifully crafted stories anymore so i mourn that and I guess why I so am excited by, you know, by the games that go out under the ZeniMax umbrella at the moment is that I love those beautifully intricate sto- I play video games for stories, period. <laughs> I don't play them for I don't play them for really anything else. Right. And it frequently that's becoming very unfashionable for a lot of AAA publishers to give me a good story. Yeah. And if I don't get a good story, I don't want to finish a game. Because they've convinced themselves that single that single player games are dead. Yeah, so, which is so, why every time a single player game comes out, I fucking buy it. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, Isn't it like back in the late aughts, early twenty teens? Okay. What's his? I think it was like the CEO of Sony or something like that. Maybe EA. It was EA. Who was like single player is dead? Single player mm-hmm. is dead when it's clearly not. not and i don't know why they always push so hard for this narrative yeah i remember it's, i mean i also remember sometimes in terms of like stupid trends people are saying oh pc gaming is dead and then mm-hmm. no it came back with a vengeance no, so, it came, so, and you know i feel like in part it's because of esports mm-hmm. yeah like i mean i'm i'm looking out overwatch league right now and every you know after every round there's some ad for I mean, granted, it's Alienware, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But it's an ad for, like, hey, you know, be like the pros, play on, a like, a PC or a laptop. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to say, like, esports entirely has brought back PC gaming, but I, I think that it definitely has helped. 
No, no. What 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 has kept PC gaming going starts with an S and ends in Eam. Um, yeah. Let let's be clear here. Steam is Steam is about, for all its problems. Steam has basically made it very easy to be a PC gamer. But, but Perry, you have to understand. I'm living in an age where I have accepted that the Bethesda I grew up with is dead. The id software I grew up with is basically dead. But every so often they come out with something good. But they just the, made. Like a few incredible games, but yeah. where, where the bungee I grew up with might be dead. No, but it might be back. It might right. be back. So yeah, that's, it that's might be back. Like the, but the ray of I, my light. heart has been broken before, and I it's am skeptical. Before, I think you need the love of a good yeah. game company to restore your faith. If you, you if, like, no, you no. Need... If if Bungie goes back to where they were in the late nineties, early aughts. Then my heart is filled. My heart is repaired. I am ready to love again. So, uh, so, 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 people. I think this may be a good way to end it. Yeah. I think right now what I'm seeing is is that um, uh, Tristan is actually Stella, and he needs to go to an island to find a nice <laughs> game developer, Ty Diggs, to help him get oh his groove God. back. <laughs> but, but we are... Possibly with a new marathon yeah. game. But, oh my God, if they put out, if, if Bungie would go back and redo Marathon, I'd be so happy. I mean, problem, you know though, what? I think they have all the licenses well, but, to Marathon but, still. But, okay. what, but okay. what hurts me, what hurts me is the knowledge that this is an industry that chews people up and spits them the fuck out. And my worry is that no one who remembers, no one who knows or respects that history is left. Because they have been chewed up and spat out by an industry that that abuses people, that push, squeezes every last drop of fucking blood out of them and absolutely fights against unionization at every turn, has removed every ounce of that historical quality, that that knowledge, that, that love of the history and the pedigree out of the companies. Like, I am very curious and excited for what Destiny 3 might be. Now that Bungie is free of Activision's yoke, but at the same time I am hesitant and scared because I know that almost no one is left from those early days of Bungie, those rebellious days of Bungie. Maybe they'll come back now that they're independent and make a giant awesome I game. Can, I can only hope, but I have reached a point in my life where the universe has let me down so often that I cannot remain Stella, let Ty Diggs Stella. kiss you. It oh doesn't matter Stella. that he's 15 years younger than you. He wants you. It's fine. All right. Get all right. your groove back. All right, all right. We need to wrap this up. This is going out We're way too in like... <laughs> anyway. We put in some time. Next <laughs> I time. I think we, we have more to talk about. It's, I know it's been a, over a year. we got a lot to talk about. It's been we'll, such we'll a long unravel time. unravel this conversation over the coming months. I'm um, just here for Bobby Kotick's colonoscopy center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'll make it happen. Unfortunately, all the tools are individual DLC. <laughs> oh, and you need the season pass to even be eligible to buy them. Oh, jeez. All right. Does well, anybody want to plug anything before we say goodbye? I'm good. All right. So I've been playing The Liar Princess and The Blind Prince. Tristan, do you want to plug anything? That game is adorable. I, I should change. Oh. I should change. Do you want to plug anything you're up to? Oh. Not the moment. 
<laughs> not at the moment. YouTube is kind of a shit show right now. Okay. And I've been thinking of starting up an anime-related series, but I don't want to, not with what YouTube is right now. Uh, oh, right. You all should subscribe to the Daily Hampshire Gazette. And, Boom. And, uh, and read not, my writing as a hard news journalist. This is, <laughs> this is not the environment to talk about all the shit going on with Hampshire College. A- Allie, anything you want to promote? Uh... Y'all should go check out deathblossoms.gg. It is is an all-women's gaming group. We mostly focus on Overwatch, but we have a couple of other games we focus on. We just have a really... uh, We just launched a still slightly under construction brand new uh, website design Mm -hmm. by... um, uh, Well, okay. Well, Andy... um, but you can find his uh, information at the bottom of the page. Um, he's super chill. Uh, the website is gorgeous. And yeah, come check us out if you are a lady that likes Overwatch. We're super awesome. deep. This also looks great. This, I'm looking at this website. It's perfect. Aww. Yeah, it is a nice website. Yay. Yeah, this is, this is wondrous. Uh, well... Done. And if you uh, and if you would like to uh, leave us a five star or whatever review you'd like to on iTunes, subscribe, um, so that iTunes will like make people find us in searches and stuff. Mm. <laughs> oh, what's your team? What's your Death Blossom team that you're on, Allie? Uh, Eris. Oh, we're all, you're... we're all named after different kinds of flowers. Um, Eris is actually one of the oldest teams on Death Blossoms. I think it's. The second oldest, the first oldest is uh, Wolfsbane. Nice. Aww. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. <laughs> For those yeah. of you who Keep are... Keep up the great work, Allie. You make the world Thanks. a better place. <laughs> For those of you who are listening at home, Barrow was frankly going through his phone. Yeah. Yeah. You want to plug anything, Dan? No, I just did. I plugged this yep. this thing. Yes, give uh, but, it, give but it five isn't stars. your band coming out something? Coming out with something? Not worth it right now. <laughs> Not worth it right now. Okay, cool. Well, uh, talk about let that later in a coming episode. Sounds great. Until next time, see oh. see y'all later. See y'all Bye. later. Bye. Can you make all this world seem right? Only you and you